105.5. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. The question I have today is, is anybody superstitious anymore? Yesterday we had Friday the 13th. Any black cats or anything? Uh, there used to be a big deal about that. Now it seems like it isn't anymore, but we move on. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, right here at WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey, as the man said. We are ready with another edition right here on the program. And we hope that you'll stay with us for the entire three hours. Joe Yakovich coming in at 11 o'clock this morning, and he'll have our usual financial update. So we'll talk to Joe at 11 o'clock. But in between, we got a lot to talk about here on the show. And as always, the number here in the studio, 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450. And we should remind you, next week, we have Congressman Jeff Van Drew. He will be on the show uh, next Saturday. So i uh, got a couple of good ones coming up for you. So stick around here on Talk With a Purpose. I was reluctant to talk about this, but I feel as though I have to. And, you know, I, I will confess, I don't know a lot about foreign policy. I, I don't follow it as much as I do the domestic stuff. Because I've always felt as though, you know, we got enough problems here and we deal with foreign governments as we deal with them. And for the most part, we get along with most of the governments. But this situation in Israel forces me to talk about it. And, and I actually look back on my notes and I now go back eight years Um I've never really talked about foreign policy, but today I'm going to give it a shot. And I'll give you my thoughts on what's happening abroad. And like I said, I I don't know much. And, of course, Seth will come along in a couple of minutes, and he certainly will uh, very eloquently talk about the situation in Israel. But here's what I do know, okay? This situation is 1,000% wrong. Hamas is plain and simple a terrorist organization and just like Al-Qaeda, they should be destroyed. Plain and simple. And whatever Netanyahu and the Israeli government have to do, they have to do, and that's it. And threats from Hamas, oh, well, we're going to annihilate and we're going to film it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You, You do that. But I fully support the U.S. efforts to help Israel. And I hope that that they turn this Gaza Strip into a parking lot. Because, look, that's the only way this is going to end. You know, we've had this conflict before and they've had ceasefires and, yeah, maybe they work, they don't work. But 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 this has got to end. And, you know, you hear these bleeding hearts. And did you see all of these protests on college campuses? 
you know, they have a right to protest. Yes, yes, that 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 goes without saying. But these college students saying, "Oh, Hamas, they have rights," and I mean, this this is ridiculous. Is this what you send your kids to college for to to, to side with terrorists? I, I I just don't understand it. But then again, I was in college in the '60s and '70s. And pretty much the same thing. Isn't it funny, though, how history repeats itself? I mean, we had those protests in the 60s and 70s, and now here we have this. But, look, Hamas started it. They started it. So Israel should finish it. And... As you know, if you've listened to this show with any regularity, I'm not a warmonger and I don't believe in that. But Hamas ideology, from what I've read, and I've studied this all week, they want to eliminate the Jews. Is this the Holocaust all over again? This this really has, again, history repeating itself. And do we need another one of those? Do we need another one of the Holocaust? This this is so ridiculous on every level that I just can't believe it. And also, history of repeating itself, this is much like September 11, 2001, where there was rumblings that this is going to happen. And I understand that Hamas was planning this for two years. Did we, the United States, have intelligence that said this was going to happen? And and I understand that we may just have that. So this is, again, us and Israel, like 9-11, getting caught with our pants down. The intelligentsia in this country, and even in Israel, severely lacking Like I said, this was supposed to be planned for two years. Two years. This just, this just, I I can't say enough about the support that I have for Israel. And they just got to stop this. Stop it. And forget about the threats. Just turn this Gaza Strip into a parking lot. And we'll deal with the ramifications later on. They've fought four wars. They've had four ceasefires. And still, this thing continues. I I don't know about you, but I, I just pray for Israel. And I pray that this stops. But... I, I just feel as though, you know, and we got to get our people out. And I understand that there's efforts to get our people out and there's more flights to Israel and getting the people out. We got to get our people safe and all of that stuff. But get the Americans back, get people out of harm's way and really finish once and for all, finish this Hamas and all terrorist organizations. Because what good are they doing? They're a threat to everybody. 
And I'm going to bring in Seth a little early today because, uh, I mean, I, I know he has thoughts on it and certainly, as I've said, more eloquently than I will. But, uh, Seth, good morning and, and welcome. And I know uh, you want to talk about this as well. Yes, I would. And I'm calling from Durham, North Carolina, uh, where I'm at Duke University, uh, observing the or taking part in the 50th uh, reunion. And it just nothing makes you feel old, like having um, your old college say, welcome to our half century club. <laughs> so, so so we it was a class in 1971, uh, two years late because of the uh, the covid. So I will not be at the Liberty and Prosperity dot com breakfast, but it is going on at Sal's from nine thirty to ten thirty. I invite everybody to uh, attend uh, because again you'll be able to get a word in edgewise because I won't be there, uh, <laughs> but the discussion will take place. And I also invite you to look at our, our website Liberty and Prosperity dot com because I published a piece in what's called the American Thinker, a national conservative publication of thirteen important facts that Americans don't know about the Middle East uh, that you need to know if you want to understand what's going on. So I invite you to go to that uh, libertyandprosperity.com page. And if you uh, like what you see, please share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, uh, hit the uh, share for Twitter to copy and paste it on your emails to other people. And of course, if you disagree with anything, uh, please take advantage of the comments section to put your comments there. Now, to, to get down to this Duke reunion, I had to drive about 10 hours down uh, I-95, uh, I-85. So I was listening to all the radio broadcasts about what was going on in the Middle East. <clears throat> and so, of course, I heard about the LaSalle students who openly supported Hamas and how you know disgusting that was. But even more troubling, I was listening to the university radio stations. Uh, giving the Hamas propaganda uh, and and uh, and how Americans are not prepared to deal with this because we do not know the basic facts. So um, I'd like to just go through some of the key facts about Israel and the Arabs that most Americans are not aware of. Can I, I do that? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Well, the first thing is that the the, the term Palestinians, very few people know that the Arabs who live in what used to, what's now Israel, uh, used to be called Palestine, uh, never called themselves Palestinians. The whole term was invented during the Cold War by the Russian KGB uh, when they created what was called the Palestine Liberation Organization as a terrorist group. And back in the 1960s when the communists were teaching Americans about peace, love, brotherhood, kumbaya, uh, they were engaged in what was called wars of national liberation against the United States. Uh, and and the, the communists set up all sorts of terror organizations, not just the Palestine Liberation Organization, but they were giving money and weapons to the IRA to cause the troubles in Ireland. Uh, they had wars of national liberation to take over Algeria, South Africa, Kenya, Vietnam, and Cuba. So this was a really an artificial movement created by the communists uh, just to, to defeat uh, England and America. Second, uh, Palestine, there was never such thing as a Arab country called Palestine. What happened was that was the Jewish land called Israel or Judea or Judah. And in 132, uh, when the Jews revolted against Rome, uh, not only did Rome crush the rebellion, 
but as additional punishment to the Jews, they renamed the province Palestine. So it's so really Palestine is just the artificial name that the Romans gave to Israel or Judea as punishment. And why did they pick Palestine? They picked it that that was the biblical enemy of the Jews. So they were just uh, teaching the Jews a lesson. Um, the third thing that people forget, after the uh, Romans crushed that Jewish rebellion uh, more than uh, almost 2,000 years ago, uh, the Arabs and Turks who took over did very little to rebuild the cities or water the fields. In fact, uh, the goats and camels of the Arab nomads or Bedouin stripped the land of trees, vegetation, and topsoil. So what had been rich farmland in Bible days became malaria-infested swamp and barren wilderness. Even so, so only about 10% of the people who used to live in Israel were living there after the Romans got done with it. Uh, even so many Jews continued to live there. But here's the, the, the key thing. Uh, about the, the mid-1800s, Jews from Europe and elsewhere, elsewhere in the Arab world started moving back to Israel and Palestine. It was Israel, but it was called Palestine. They bought land from Arab and Turkish absentee owners who had no interest in living there. Because remember, it was a disease, swamp-ridden uh, place. It was dangerous. It was unhealthy. Or you had barren desert. You had nothing in between. So for the next 90 years, uh, after the mid-1800s, the Jews came back, rebuilt the cities, rebuilt the roads, rebuilt the irrigation ditches. They drained the swamps, got rid of the mosquitoes and the malaria. They watered the deserts. They planted trees and crops. As the Jews made the land prosperous again, thousands of Arabs from nearby Egypt, Syria, Syria and other countries started moving in to get better jobs. So, um, but few live, you know, wanted to live there permanently. This is an important fact. So the Jews didn't take land away from anybody. They came to an empty land, built it up. And then when they built it up, Arabs started moving in, just like Arabs are moving to Patterson and Detroit and Minneapolis and so on. Uh, now here's uh, 1915. Uh, the Turkish Empire enters World War I with Germany against France and Britain. Germany lost. And so when that happened... Uh, the British and French uh, set up, uh, you know, took the old Turkish Empire, and they created two countries. They created Lebanon to protect oppressed Christians. That became a Christ the only Christian-majority country in the Middle East. And they set up a national home where Jews could move in uh, to Palestine. Uh, now, they actually gave half of Palestine to the Arabs and half to the Jews. And once again, more Jews moved in. Uh, drained more swamps, watered more desert, and as the land became prosperous, more Arabs came in, so that by 1948, you had 600,000 Jews, 160,000 Christians, about a million Arabs living in what was, was now Israel. The British uh, gave independence. Oh, by, by the way, a, a fact that a lot of people forget, India. Uh, British India got its independence in 1947. It was mostly uh, Hindu, but with a large Muslim majority. Now, what does that have to do with Israel? Well, the, the British uh, gave independence to India. The Muslims wanted to have their own country, so they broke away and they formed what's called Pakistan and Bangladesh, 1947. Millions of Hindus couldn't live in a Muslim country, so they moved to India. 
millions of uh, Muslims in India didn't want to live in a Hindu country, so they moved to Pakistan. So you had millions of people move to a country where they could be the majority, and uh, that's why India and Pakistan are separate countries today. You don't hear about Pakistan refugees. You don't hear about Hindu refugee camps. Everybody settled in a country where they would be more comfortable. And in 1948, the uh, British tried to do the same thing in Palestine and Israel that they did in India. The Jews would live in one part of the country. The Arabs would live in the other part of the country. And it sort of worked out that way. You had about 700,000 Arabs moved out of Israel into Arab countries. You had 700,000 Jews moved from Arab countries into Jewish Israel. So the whole thing should have been settled in 1948, uh, just like in India, but it wasn't. Instead, the Arab countries moved all the Arabs from what had been Palestine. They put them right in the border uh, and said, we want these Arabs to move back and destroy Israel. That's been going on since 1948. The rest of the world has been basically putting those Arabs on welfare. They don't have to work. They have plenty of time on their hands. And their only um, reason for living is so they could kill Jews and, and take over the, the Jewish uh, country. Now, now, there's one other element to all this, and that is that the communist and the Islamic jihadists are both dangerous cults, and both have been working together to not only destroy Israel, but to destroy the whole Western world. And people say, well, that's ridiculous. Everyone knows that the communist uh, uh, Karl Marx, he didn't like religion. They have nothing in common with uh, you know, these radical Muslims. But the fact is they have a lot in common because the communists have no theory. They have no ideology. Uh, ever since Vladimir Lenin in 1919, all they care about is having a small elite uh, being in charge of everything and keeping their power by any means necessary. And I think I talked about this before, the old movie Reds with Warren Beatty from 1981 talked about how one of the first things the communist government did, they set up this conference to make an alliance with the radical Islamic um, you know, militants to fight the British, the French, and the Americans, just for pure power. And they have been working together ever since, and we keep forgetting about that. So that's basically what's going on, but I, I think very few Americans know those basic facts. No, I didn't know that. that <clears throat> I didn't know it. No. So, so, so I, I saw, I saw, I wanted there, but it's all everything I said is undisputed. It's fully documented, and I invite you and anyone else to get the details at libertyandprosperity.com. So, so let me ask you a question: yeah. How it, it seems like this has been going on for a long time? How do we stop this? Well, the, the short way is n not to make Gaza a parking lot because nobody wants genocide of anybody. We don't want genocide uh, and murdering innocent people in Israel. We don't want to murder innocent people uh, in the Arab section uh, of uh, what used to be Palestine. Uh, but, but what did we do in World War II? And that's what we're really up against. We had to thoroughly defeat and discredit the Japanese we had to thoroughly defeat and discredit the Nazis. We had to do what we call denazification in uh, Germany. We had to occupy Japan. And look what happened when we did. We turned two of the most dangerous, barbaric countries in the world into the most civilized countries in the world in a period of maybe two or three years.
We, we fixed Germany. We fixed Japan. And unfortunately, we have to do the same thing in Gaza, where Israel has to do the same thing in Gaza, which means you can't just bomb them uh, and hope you're going to fix it. You have to bomb them enough to know they were defeated, but then you have to occupy them. And then you have to have the kids go to school and learn uh, that Jews are not evil and you have no right to kill other people because they have a different religion from you. We did that with the Germans. We did that with the Japanese. If anyone has seen any of the videos, and I invite your listeners to go there, go to YouTube, look at uh, uh, Palestine or, or Gaza uh, kindergarten graduation, and you'll see that in their graduation classes for five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, they dress the little kids in costumes, uh, uh, dressed like uh, like fighters with machine guns, and they, they and the graduation exercise for six-year-old and seven-year-old is killing Jews. So uh, that that has to come to an end. Now the uh, the one thing that I that was really sickening, as I was driving uh, on my way to uh, Durham, North Carolina, was listening to these university radio stations and national public radio uh, talking about it, and they would have these interviews with the uh, you know with from the people in Gaza. Oh, the poor innocent people of Gaza. Uh, we have no jobs. Well, of course you have no jobs because. Uh, you know, you're getting welfare. You, you don't have to work. Uh, oh, we have no water. Well, of course, you took the water pipes and you turned them into rockets. I mean, it's, they're, they're very sophisticated, educated people. Uh, but, but what was really the, 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 uh, the interviews, nobody asked in the interview, well, what do you think of your people murdering women and children, hundreds of them, at a festival? They never asked those questions in the interview. And, and also, uh, where were you when you were you're in Gaza? You know, the Israelis were surprised. The Americans were surprised. But uh, the, the people who did the murder and the attacks, they were out there practicing in front of the whole population there. So everybody in Gaza knew that they were preparing to murder a whole lot of Jews. So, But nobody ever asked them those questions in the interviews that you see on national public radio or uh, on uh, these university radio stations. So, um, so we have to really straighten things out. Now, if you think this is an Israel thing, the same fake history that created this, the, the fake Palestine, the same brainwashing that you see that, that went on in, in Gaza is being used here in America with Black Lives Matter to teach blacks to hate whites, to, hate, to blame whites for all their problems, to blame America for all their problems. So it's really the same war, uh, the militant Islam together with the communists uh, or the left wing or whatever you want to call them to destroy America. And if, and, and I know a lot of my liberal Jewish friends, oh, they're shocked, shocked that, that, uh, that thousands of people are demonstrating against Jews right now here in America. Well, guess what happens if you import three million immigrants from these Islamic countries? Of course, uh, what do you think? You're going to instantly uh, become Thomas Jefferson and George Washington when you bring them to America? No, you know, they're going to bring the same hate from their old country and bring it here to America. And, and it's very, very personal because, you know, my daughter, uh, you know, sends her kids to uh, uh, my grandkids to uh, a Jewish, uh, you know, um, daycare. And I'd say she had 30 kids in her class. Twenty seven of, of, the, of the classmates were afraid to go to a school here in America. 
because of the threats of, that there would be trouble on Friday. So it's, it's really, uh, Jews were never afraid in America before, but now we are. And it's all unnecessary, and it's because we refuse to recognize this campaign of the left working together with these radical uh, Islamic militants against us. Boy, the, the way you put it, it's, it's really worse than I thought. Uh, and I hope that it gets resolved soon. I, I really do. Yeah, and, and by the way, this is not against all Islam. And I just want to mention this detail that, uh, you know, Islam is a very complicated religion because it's based on the Quran, uh, which is, uh, contradictory. In one chapter, it says one thing, and the other chapter, it says something the opposite. But the key to understanding Islam is Muhammad is the last prophet. So whatever he did, whatever he said, uh, that's what you have to go by, and you can't change it. And there are Islamic scholars who say that Muslims can live peacefully with Christians and Jews and other people, uh, and that's what the Prophet wanted. Unfortunately, there are three radical sects that say, no, Muhammad was killing Jews and Christians, and we have to do the same thing. And they are called the Wahhabi sect of Saudi Arabia. They're the, uh, the Dioband India school that uh, inspired the Taliban. And the third, of course, we have the crazy mullahs of Iran. So those three are dominating the Islamic world right now. So one of the other things that we Americans have to do is seek out the other you know, Islamic scholars and religious schools that oppose the three radical ones and, and bring back, you know, bring about a reformation of Islam, just like we had a reformation of Christianity we don't have any holy wars. We don't have you know, Catholics killing Protestants anymore. Uh, the, the Christianity grew out of it. Judaism, you know, nobody is, is smiting Canaanites these days. Uh, Judaism outgrew that uh, barbaric, uh, barbaric uh, you know, conduct 2,000 years ago. And it's time for Islam to grow up. And, and we should do everything we can to help, you know, the moderates within Islam deal with those three radical groups. So... Uh, I haven't been in touch since I'm in North Carolina. I don't know the local issues, so I apologize for dwelling on this issue. But I think it's important, and uh, and this will all be discussed at libertyandprosperity.com. And our breakfast meeting going on right now, which I won't be late for because uh, (laughs) we'll have others leading the the discussion. As always, Seth, thank you. And libertyandprosperity.com is the website. Liberty and Prosperity, of course, (laughs) their meeting starts at 930 this morning in just about a minute from now. It is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We're going to get started with the calls. John, Craig, and Bob, and maybe you at 609-407-1450. We are coming back. And we'll get started with Talk With a Purpose and your calls after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on Debt Free for Life, 
or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to Debt Free for Life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. Vince Palestina, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift are bipartisan legislators working to improve Atlanta County, and they're succeeding. Millions to improve our hospitals and for maternal and infant health care. A tough-on-crime county prosecutor who leads the state in detaining serious criminals. Support for our police to keep us safe. Seven new judges to help enforce law and order in Atlanta County. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift secured hundreds of millions in funding for our boardwalks, roads, bridges, and traffic improvements, and even restored full service to the Cardiff Motor Vehicle Center office. It doesn't stop there. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift worked across the aisle to secure a national aviation research and technology park right here in Atlanta County. Vince Palestina for Senate, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift for Assembly. Bipartisan legislators delivering for Atlanta County. This is Vince Palestina. This ad was paid for by Palestina, Guardian, and Swift, P.O. Box 629, Northfield, New Jersey, 08225. We are back here on Talk With a Purpose, and we'll get started with the calls. John in Ocean City. John, good morning. You're on Talk With a yes. Purpose. Yes, good morning. Um, actually, there are strip malls and shopping centers in Gaza, and the Gaza Strip, all compliments of the EU, the UN, and America. And the Israeli contribution was greenhouses. They, they actually built greenhouses there. And the more radical elements within the Palestinian community are Arabs. They're really Arabs because Palestine actually... It was given by the Greeks to the people of Philistia, not Arab peoples. But anyway, that's another story altogether. But uh, nonetheless, those greenhouses were destroyed. So they, But they've gone uh, beyond being out of line to actual criminal activities. Murder and rape. The last time I looked, murder and rape are criminal activities. I, I'm pretty yes. sure, right? Yes, they are. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. So they're, they're, they're more than out of line at this point. What do you do with people like that? I don't know. I mean, you can't negotiate with people like that. But uh, this idea that... Um, these are not real Jews there. They're the uh, the Khazars from Khazaria. They're not really the Ashkenazis or make-pretend Jews. I got a big problem with that, man. I mean, because I uh, because I do love history, you know. But Khazaria was, it did exist. Khazaria extended into Kazakhstan and um, northeastern Turkey. And that's Turkish peoples and Slavic peoples had converted to Judaism. And that they made a conglomerate called Khazaria. That was a huge empire. It was pretty big. It was mostly Eastern Europe, but it went into Western Asia, too. Um, 1,200,000 uh, miles of land. So that's pretty big. And they were from the late 6th century to the late 9th century, about 300 years. And now that, the Caspian Sea is the easternmost border of Europe. And I'm making that point there because if you look up Ashkenazi, plural Ashkenazim from Hebrew Ashkenaz, Germany, member of the Jews who lived in the Rhineland Valley. Now, that's the northernmost part of the Roman Empire during Roman days, in continental Europe, that being, and a neighboring France, which was Gaul under, and Rome, before their migration eastward. Now, remember, the, the Khazars or Khazars are already in the east. So these are people that went to Slavic lands, Poland, Lithuania, Russia, etc., after the Crusades, 11th to 13th century. And it also says here they're to be distinguished from um, the Sephardic or Sephardi. Uh, Sephardic Spanish Rite Jews, uh, different in the pronunciation of Hebrew, but also it doesn't say it here, but they're also different in the way they look too. And Ashkenazi Jews are blonde hair, blue eyed. Uh, many of them are blonde hair, blue eyed. And uh, the Sephardic Jews of Spain and Portugal 
looked like Spanish and Jews because Spanish and Portuguese because that's wherever Jews went to. It's not rocket science. Wherever Jews went to diaspora, they ended up taking on the characteristics. Uh, Svalasi Jews are black. Mishraim Jews are brown or from the Middle East. So uh, to say that they're not real Jews, that, that's uh, that's not true. Uh, okay, that those Ashkenazi Jews, when they went eastward, that there was intermarriage between them and the uh, Khazarians, probably more than likely, because that's that goes on, you know. But to say that they're not real Jews, and in fact, if you go back to black and white footage uh, from the Brits, they, from the uh, Balfour uh, uh, Declaration all the way up until uh, 1948 with the uh, establishment of the State of Israel, those people were called Arabs. They were not called Palestinians. So I just want to put that out. That's my two cents. Thanks. Thanks, John. Thanks for the call. <sighs> Boy, we uh, we are going to have a show today, that's for sure. Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We will have Craig and we will have Bob and maybe you at 609-407-1450. We're coming back with more Talk with the Purpose in just a moment. But first, yes, BF Mazio is open again. Well, you know, they had to close for some renovations a couple of days this week, but they opened back up yesterday. So now you can... Go back to your regular shopping, like I will after the show today. B.F. Mazio, the finest fresh fruit and produce you will find anywhere. And, of course, there's gift baskets, fruit baskets, gourmet items, baked goods, prepared foods. You name it, it's there. And it's all really fresh and good. And it's it's just, you know the saying, it's to die for. Okay. But... Talk about something that I, a couple of weeks ago, I got, I had a craving for chicken salad, and I just, I, I got this chicken salad from B.F. Mazio, and it was really, I, I got to say, it, chicken salad has got to be really moist, and it's seasoned properly, and it, it was just so delicious, and yeah, I went back for more. <laughs> as anybody would. So that's just one item. There are so many items. And if you are looking to not cook, <laughs> this is right up your alley. B.F. Mazio, and online at bfmazio.com. That's bfmazio.com. And, of course, the, the gift baskets and the fruit baskets as we head into the holiday period, which is coming up before you know it. They ship worldwide. So you can ship to Antilly in Sheboygan, and she'll be very, very happy with a fruit basket from B.F. Mazio. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. They're back open and ready for you. 601 New Road, Northfield. BFMazio.com is the website. And we are coming back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can Check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. 
Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. The WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey today. It'll be cloudy and breezy with rain and a thunderstorm. Mainly later, we could get some ponding on the streets and highways. The high today is 60. Rain and a thunderstorm still tonight. We're going down to 48. A shower to start tomorrow morning. Otherwise, it's a cloudy, breezy day with a high 63. Cloudy on Monday. A shower can't be ruled out. The high 61. I'm AccuWeather's Rose Tamburino on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, and people always tell me, you don't give out your email enough. Well, if you want to email me during the week, or you can email me today. It doesn't matter. JDADV1 at Comcast.net. JD. A-D-V, as in Victor, number one, at Comcast.net. You can email me anything you like, program suggestions, comments, thoughts, whatever. We take them all on. J-D, A-D-V-1, at Comcast.net. And with that, we go back to the phones here on Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, Craig in Northfield. Craig, good morning. Well, good morning, John. Um, first, I'd just like to... Uh say how sorry I am for the Jewish people and everything that they're going through. I agree. It's just, I agree. you know, I just want to start off with that. And I'm a Christian, but Christians believe that that's the Holy Land, and we need to protect that. Yeah, that's and, right. That's and we right. need to protect that with our lives. Yep. But, you know, John, last week, uh, you know, you said uh, after I got off the phone, Doom and gloom, I heard you say. <laughs> well, you were talking about World War Three. Well, where are we? Well, well, I don't know if we're at World well, War Three. Well, no, 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 no. Let me let's let's talk about strategic chess here, because you know the Palestines and China did a little agreement that uh, you know why Biden was on the beach every weekend. They, you know, to, she was taking care of business. Yeah, you forgot about that, yeah, right? Yeah. Where yeah. did the guns come from? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Afghanistan. All of that is all of that is uh, uh, well and good, but uh, it, it okay. doesn't mean it doesn't mean World War Three. Hold May, on. Okay. Hold Go on. ahead. Go Let ahead. Me finish up here. Russia and China have an agreement, don't they? Yes. Okay. And uh, how many more days of uh, strategic oil do we have in this country? I don't know, but you tell me. Seventeen days. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, how you feeling? You feeling warm and toasty? No. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, d- d- Korea has the nuclear submarine now, right? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, thank All you, right. Joe Biden, for that. Seven, okay. And uh, no, uh, you know, like, uh, so l- listen, and, and anybody that hasn't been listening, okay, it's not me that said World War Three. It's probably one of the richest guys that was on Newsmax said that yesterday as well. So, you know. China right now and Taiwan. Remember Taiwan? Yes. Up? Yeah. Okay. What do you think's going to go? So here, where is uh, the Bush? The Bush ship is where? Right uh, there. Right there in Israel, right? Yeah. If we get pulled into a war there, we got that. We got Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then if something, a little something happens over there in North Korea, we got to take care of business, Right. Right. Can we handle a four onslaught war and then have Taiwan? Probably not, but I don't. I don't know that they it's going to come to that. Handle three right now. I, I don't well, know. Well, hold on. Now I'm just going to say this: 
if you think uh, that uh, Iran, with all the money that we gave them, isn't going to you know, help and assist, and China's not helping and assisting, you're, you're mistaken. So that that I'm 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 going and I'm also you know we also talked about guns on the show, and you know in Israel the the people had no guns. You know what they're handing out to the people? What's that? Guns. Wow. They wow. said they made a big mistake. Okay, mm. that the people the people were the pe- they were coming into people's houses. They had nothing. They didn't have locks on the doors. So let me ask you a question, John. Let's just talk about the married couple, okay, that put their babies in the back, okay? They had no guns, okay, to protect their house and their children. They gave up their lives so their children could survive. Yeah. All right. Now, what would you like to have in your house now? A gun. Thank you. Um, <laughs> last week... Last week, uh, last week we were talking about, you know, in the beginning of your opening there, you were talking about Gates. And I just want to remind people how this is shifting. It's a good shift because, you know, um, Joe's Crab's place over there down in Maryland was very busy with all the, you know, the lobbyists uh, hitting up all these uh, Congress people, you know, to help tell them, don't go for Jim Jordan. Okay. Uh, you know, it's all about the money. Uh, who's one of the biggest uh, uh, people that gives to the lobbyists? Uh, I don't know. You, you tell me. Pfizer, maybe. Okay. Pfizer, right? Yeah. Okay. And 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 uh, how many bombs did we shoot off last week? Where we had to refill up the the, the Iron Dome. How many bombs did we shoot uh, off? Yeah. Well, you know, to, sh- to protect Israel, how many you know missiles did we have to? You know, unload off that ship to give back to Israel to, to recock and load. Uh, a lot. Okay. Who's in the bomb business, right? Yeah. So last week we did talk about the Democrats. What did they like the most? War. Didn't we say yeah, that? That's that's for sure. Yes. Okay. So, Seth, one of the things I didn't hear you say today was, okay, and, and I'll say it for you, and I'm speaking on your behalf. If Donald J. Trump was in office... This would have never happened. You, you know what? That, I, w- I was I was going to say, you know, this would not have happened because uh, Trump portrays strength, and Biden well, portrays we had, weakness. That, that that's we we had the Abraham Accord, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know we had the Abraham Accord. We don't have anything right now. So Jim Jordan's up to bat. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's the lobbyists that don't want Jim Jordan, okay? And and if you noticed, uh, Menendez, he got another little bout of uh, yes. conspiracy. Yes, I did. This I saw, did you I saw hear that? that? Yeah, and I will talk about that later on, yes. yeah. All right. I, Thank I, you, John, for allowing me to come on. I appreciate it. And let me ask you this. We're 5-0? and oh? Yes. Eagles? Yes, 5-0. And and Bob's oh. coming on. So, Bob, do me a favor. Tell me how we're going to do this week because I know he, he knows a lot about football. <laughs> We should win. Okay. We should win, win easily. Okay. Thanks for the call, Craig. <laughs> okay, Bob. <laughs> Bob and Kate May. Bob, good morning. Welcome. Hey, good morning, John. Hey, uh, a little nervous about this Eagles game. Uh, got a couple key players out. Uh, uh, you know, our, our great cornerback, Darius Slay and Jalen Carter, both out for the game. Uh, and plus the, uh, our starting safeties out too, Edmund. So, uh, 
you know, we'll see. We'll see what well, happens. Well, yeah, it's, it, it potentially is what they call a trap game. Exactly. But uh, but yeah. but the Jets have no offense, so you know I yeah. I think we should handle them easily. But yeah. we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see exactly. Hey, look, Seth Grossman, uh, as usual, is very you know has some very wise words here. Uh, the, the butchers that did this to the the Jews in Israel, they 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 need to be absolutely eliminated and destroyed. Yes, I agree. To, I agree. To, to, to you know, to just carpet bomb innocent people. There are innocent people in Gaza. Believe it or not, there are a lot of innocent people that, that just want to live like like the, the Israelis, like our, like our own people here. We just want to you know, make you know just live our lives in peace. And uh, you know, that has that's true too for the Iranians. Believe it or not, they they, they are controlled by horrible government they're responsible for terrorism yes but if you just indiscriminately destroy their country just turn it into a parking lot uh, you will radicalize generations of people to come and and seth was right you know and and we have we have history on our side here in europe after the First World War, a very, very harsh peace treaty was imposed on the losers. It's called the Treaty of Versailles. Yes. And more than anything, the Treaty of Versailles was responsible for the Second World War. That's right. And, and you know, there was no way the German people could survive under that treaty. Economically, it was impossible. It took wheelbarrows of, of German marks to buy a loaf of bread. And that paved the way for Hitler. And, you know, what happened after the Second World War? Well, it was the Marshall Plan. And that, you know, that, again, it's completely correct. You know, we could have dropped 10, probably 10 nuclear bombs on Japan. And what good would that have done? Uh, and, and the same with Germany. There was something called the Morgenthau Plan. And it was developed by, by Roosevelt's Secretary of State. And Morgenthau plan was absolutely the, the most brutal plan you could have imagined that would have imposed. What it would have done was it was called for the castration of all German males. Okay? Yeah. And turned Germany into an agricultural state. And, and that's why the Germans fought to the, the absolute bitter end because of, uh, you know, that, that was out there. The Morgenthau plan was out there. So when you talk about just blind revenge, you know, you are, you will hurt innocent people. And just one final point I want to make, my own family. My father, you know, my, our family come from Slovakia. They lived in an ethnic German area for centuries. They lost everything there because of the Russians, the Russian communist hordes. It was either get sent to Siberia, to the Gulag, or get raped and murdered. Our family got out, went to the U.S. But before that happened, you know, it's very easy to to generalize blame, to blame all, all people of a certain ethnicity. My father had protected his Jewish accountant and the accountant's family for over a year and a half so the Nazis couldn't get them. And 
there are tree, the trees, there's trees of honor in Israel named after our family. So, you know, you cannot have hate. You can't just have blind hate because someone's a, of a, a certain ethnicity, okay? You know, hate is not, you know, guilt is not universal, okay? Yeah. It's perpetrated by horrible, horrible acts are perpetrated by horrible leaders, but it doesn't spill over to, to the entire, you know, people of a certain ethnicity or, or religion. It just doesn't. Yeah, but, Bob, they started it. I mean, that's what I was saying. They started it, so... Of course they started uh, it. And, 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 and as I said, John, the, the butchers that did this need to be destroyed. Yeah, no yeah. mercy. No, no question. I agree with no, that completely. No question. No question yeah. about it. Yeah. No question about it. Bob, as always, thanks for the call, and go Eagles. Okay. 609-407-1450, our number here in the studio. We're coming up on a break, and we have Jim, and we have Steve, and maybe you... And, of course, we'll spill over into uh, hour number two. Talk with a Purpose is the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. We'll come back with final thoughts in hour number one after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on Debt Free for Life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to Debt Free for Life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. We are back here on Talk With a Purpose. 609-407-1450 is our number. We're going to talk to Jim in Eagleswood. Jim, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Good morning, John. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. So much said this morning. Um, I think that uh, Bob just mentioned horrible governments. Three religions have been fighting over this bit of land. I don't know, 2,000 years? Yeah. 3,000 years. And while I, I, I know a bit about the history there, I certainly don't know what Seth Grossman knows. What I am is 100% Irish. I can trace all my people back. And I can tell you about the 600 years of persecution of those people on that island by one group of people called the British. Yeah. The atrocities. Okay, let me just tell you about something that happened in the 16th century in Limerick. British soldiers stood, and I got this information from a Protestant minister who was physically there and wrote about it. They stood with their guns and played catch with their bayonets with infants in Limerick. They call the the infants nits, which are a baby headlights. So we we as a people on this planet haven't haven't gone far, that's for sure. We're doing the same things we did then. Yeah. And the only thing I have that I'm, I'm literally my hands are quivering because I do know the history of my people 
cold and to suggest for a moment that the Communist Party gave money to the IRA is preposterous. Irish people have been fighting the occupation of their country. I said six. It's more like 700 years they've been fighting the British government. And if you look at history, fairly recent history, you will realize that the problems of this world lay in the lap of the British. They had they went into that into that area of the world and stole their natural resources. They stole their oil. They treated people who rode around on camels like they were idiots, and they didn't know anything about anything. You remember the term of Winston Churchill, the sun never sets on the British Empire means one thing and one thing only. You have subjugated the people around this planet. In Indochina, they created the drug wars in Indochina. They, they are the, the worst people on the planet, and they, were the, they learned it and started it in the, in the country of my forebears. They honed this in Ireland, they took it to Scotland, they took it over here and took care of the Native Americans. It was them. They're just, all the world's troubles, one way or the other, go back to those people. And um, thanks for your time. Thanks, 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 Jim. Thanks for the call. Uh, You know, there are all kinds of atrocities that have happened in the world. And if we had to list them, we would probably take more than this show. But uh, it's just it's just a shame when when one thing happens like what has happened in Israel, then we think about other things that have happened in the world, and it's just a shame. Stephen Abseekin Island, Steve. Good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Good morning, John. And as I always say, a terrific program. Thank you, sir. I don't know how I can follow that last caller. He he is so right on so many levels. Um, <clears throat> You know, it makes last week's conversation with Denny Levison look small. Yes, it does. Yeah, really. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I hear you. And and this, uh, I just want, I, I, I have so many thoughts running through my head, so I'm going to try, and I didn't jot anything down, so I might be spitballing here. Um, it's always about resources and who's going to control them. And I ask you and your audience, do you want non-Republican style, non-democracies controlling the resources of the planet? No. Of course not. No. Yeah. Because we, we know that Republican style governments and democracies can be changed at the voting booth instead of at the point of a bayonet. That's right. Now, anybody that backs Hamas is essentially backing dictatorships, totalitarian regimes. I don't care that they had a free election. It's not so free when you have a gun pointed at you telling you to vote for certain people. Tell that to all those college students who are protesting. Unfortunately, I can't help misguided educated people yeah. Notice I said educated. they're yes. misguided and educated they yes, that's right don't understand that that's right um it but it's always about resources and we're talking about the control of the world's oil we need energy you need land to produce food why do you think hitler always talked about Lebensraum, land for his people and then he used the uh, ethnic Germans in the in the borders of the of Czechoslovakia and Poland, and saying, you know, I got to protect the Germans. They're they're a minority, and I have to protect them. So he uses uh, 
cultures as a prelude for war. And, you know, it's always like that, tribalism. I mean, all throughout history, like you said, we've been fighting over resources. It starts yeah. out with two people fighting over food, and then it, and then it, you know, as as the world becomes more technologically advanced, and you need minerals to advance uh, energy resources uh, to produce more food, the more that we become more populated on the planet. It, it just—that's it, what it seems to me. And so now I have some really moral clarity over the Ukrainian-Russian problem. Uh, Steve, um, maybe you want to call back a little later because we're kind of coming up against it here. We're we're up against the news, so we got a break at ten o'clock. So uh, thanks for the call, and uh, if you want to continue, like I said, you can call back. Talk with the purposes of the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and also heard on 1450 AM, and always streaming at WPGTalkRadio.com. I'm John DeMassey. Hour number one flies by as usual. It's in the books, and hour number two is on the way with more of your calls about whatever. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassi. Hour number two, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And as the man said, I'm John DeMassi. Good to have you with us. Don't forget Joe Yakovich coming in at 11 o'clock this morning, and he'll straighten out our finances as best he can. So uh, we're looking forward to that. But in the meantime, we got a lot to talk about here, and we have a, a bunch of people on the line waiting to talk to us, so we'll get to that in a moment. But I just wanted to mention, how arrogant is this guy, Senator Menendez? Is he Is he the epitome of arrogance? This week... Well, we had a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon, but he was indicted. Well, they added to the indictment is what happened. <laughs> he allegedly acted as a foreign agent for Egypt. And I can't believe I'm quoting John Fetterman, uh, <laughs> who, who he's not one of my favorites, but he was right here. He said, no foreign agent should be a member of the U.S. Senate. When is this guy going to get it that he's in hot water? And then he says, well, I might run again. And if that happens and if he doesn't resign and if he doesn't uh, be forced to resign because of an indictment, if you vote for him, if anybody votes for him, I will... I will crown you the king of the dopes. All right? 
mean, who would vote for him? He's a crook. Oh, he's a foreign agent for Egypt. And he's in the U.S. Senate. Okay. Can't make this stuff up, right? Let's go back to the phones. Andy and Brigantine. Andy, good morning. Welcome. Good morning, John. It's a great day in Brigantine. Yes, it is. I think we're going to be here a while. Uh, by the way, the only reason they're going after Menendez is because the DOJ wants to be able to say, see, we go after everybody. We went after Hunter Biden. We went after Menendez. We didn't just go after Trump. See, we go after anybody who does bad things. Yeah. They want to be able to say they're fair and balanced. That's a good point. Okay? Yeah. Good point. So, so, so it doesn't ma- matter whether uh, Menendez did anything or not. The fact that they're going after him gives them the, the, the street cred that we're fair and balanced now because, oh, we're not just picking on Trump. So that, that's really what this is all about. Right. Okay. Right. All right, so I, I want to talk about Israel, of course, but there are other things that that have been uh, not reported or purposely reported now while we're focused on Israel so that not too many people know about them. Okay, but first about Israel. You know, for decades, American Jews seem to have been enslaved to the Democrat Party. Yes. Uh, it, it's like a massive Stockholm Syndrome experiment or a study in cognitive dissonance. Now, after what we've seen on college campuses and in the streets in the United States and around the world over the past few days, uh, I'm starting to wonder if American Jews are starting to realize that they've been aligning themselves with the wrong people and the wrong ideas, because now the diversity, equity, the inclusion, the wokeness that they've been supporting all these years has now turned on them. Yeah. So I wonder if they realize that their allegiance to the Democrat Party has, in fact, made American Jews the architects of their own demise. Mm. Now, you know, in, in, in my work, I meet many Israeli Jews, and most, if not all of them, are conservative. I also meet many American Jews, obviously. Most, if not all of them, are liberals. So what's going on here? Now, you know, John, they say out of every bad thing comes something good. I I, I don't think any of us can believe that there's anything that any good that could possibly come out of what's been happening in Israel. But if American Jews have now been awakened and realize who their real friends are and who their real enemies are, and that these ideas they've been embracing and espousing all these years are are not such great ideas, then then I guess maybe that's something good, and and we're going to just have to cling to that for a while, okay? Yes. So, now these are some other other thoughts. So, so, um, uh, um, the college kids who are being trained to look at you and your values just the way they've been trained to view the Jews. We saw how these college kids were out in the streets saying, blank Israel, blank Israel. They're they're actually embracing the slaughter of Jews. They've been taught to hate the Jews just the way the Palestinians have been taught to hate the Jews. That's right. 
and 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 they're also being taught to hate you and Christianity, everything you and your mother and father and their parents before them held sacred. So don't be surprised when your own kids turn on you. Um, they're sending to Jews right now the same message that they sent to Donald Trump and his supporters. <laughs> and you know the poem, first they came for Trump and there was no one and no one spoke out. You know, you know that poem, first they came and no one spoke out. And then they came, eventually they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. So the message they're sending to Trump and his supporters right now is, is, is the message they're sending to the Jews. You know, we don't want you. You're not welcome. We're going to destroy you. Okay? Interesting that Chuck Schumer is going to Israel now, right? Yeah. In order to try to, in order to, try to fix everything people like him and his party have done to bring to the world what is happening right now. All this diversity, this wokeism, okay? Another thought, the same people who accuse everyone else of racism were in the streets yesterday calling for and defending the slaughter of Jews. And, and what these kids don't realize is that if Hamas were here in this country, they would mow down these college kids that's, with bullets. That's right. Simply because, simply because they're not Muslims. That's right. Okay, so now let... Oh, this one will burn you up, John. The Americans that were rescued by Joe Biden with American Airlines planes, those Americans had to agree to reimburse the government for those flights in Israel before they got on those planes. Jeez. Meanwhile, we fly illegal criminals around the country. We bust them wherever they want to go on our dime. They go free. But American citizens trapped in Israel, they have to reimburse the government. Wow. Is that breathtaking? Uh, that's now, uh, that's really, that's really. Uh, Andy, r wrap this up real quick. Wrap, wrap, wrap right, it up. Let's talk about a couple of the things that have happened while we were focused on Israel. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, that's Rachel Levine, has now imposed a transgender pronoun mandate on its employees. <laughs> so if a guy is in a dress and he says he's a girl, you got to refer to him that way. Or, you know, I, I, I guess you'll get arrested. Um, we, we also have a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act request that came out this week that showed that Joe Biden, while he was vice president, sent 29,000 emails to both Hunter and his brother James discussing their foreign business dealings. We now have the emails. Okay, so all this stuff that I never spoke to my son, I never spoke to my brother or anybody about the 29,000 emails between Joe Biden, his brother and Hunter while he was vice president discussing these very foreign business dealings that Joe Biden denied having any knowledge of. Andy, do you mean Joe Biden lied? No. You're not saying Joe Biden lied, are you? Boy, oh boy. Like I always say, can't make this stuff up.
Talk for the purposes of the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Let's talk to Paul in AC. Paul, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hey, good morning, John. I'll be brief. By the way, we don't need people to tell us who our friends are like Andy. And Cardinal Richelieu, who's not a poet, he was a churchman, as his name might indicate. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'll be brief. I'm team parking lot. We turn in the parking lot. We set up a chain of valet parking schools in Gaza. We teach them how to valet park and give them something to do other than kill Israelis. That's all I got to say. Okay. You, that's, oh. that's, a, that's a good one, though. Really? <laughs> Boy. I, I don't know what to say about that, but it, it does make sense. John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome back. Yeah, I thought I was, I thought I was going to get my two cents in about Israel, but um, the fact of the matter is there's a, a an Arab Christian named Christian Prince has this moniker, and he actually he actually got a B.A. in Islamic Sharia law in the University of Egypt, and he said that uh, radical Islamism has its uh, founding, uh, modern founding, uh, with a... Uh, Egyptian ideologue called Said Qutb, and basically um, there's a saying among the radical Islamists: "It's um, today Saturday, tomorrow Sunday." What that means is we're going to go after the Jews and then we'll go after the Christians. That it's very Nazi-like, man. It's a very and yet yeah, the um, the radical elements of uh, Hamas are going to do to the Palestinian people what the Nazi warlords did to the German people. They're going to leave them, you know, half destroyed. But I mean, there's plenty of Lebensraum in South and Central America because those South, South, the, the liberals always say that, that the land doesn't belong to, it belongs to the indigenous people. Well, that, not just the Anglos, that would include the Portuguese and Spanish. They were not the first people there in South and Central America. They had community, German communities there that were welcomed in because the Germans are a progressive people. They, it is what it is. There's plenty of living space there instead of, the, you know, driving, uh, exterminating and driving Eastern Slavic people off of their lands. But, uh, all, you know, as far as, um, Jim Finn Eagles, Eagleswood, he talks about the the persecution of the Irish. He's, he's correct about that. Um, you know, but I have to say this: they, you know, give him his due. Churchill spit in Adolf Hitler's eye, man. I'm telling you, um, the RAF had not just a, a British pilots fl- flying for uh, against the, the Luftwaffe, but they also had free Poland, free Polish, free French, and the Irish kids were joining the RAF. And the elderly Irish uh, Irish said, "What on earth are you doing? Don't you remember the black and pans?" The black and tans were the brutal British uh, uh, police force that was uh, policing it, uh, had a had a, a boot on the neck of uh, the Isra- uh, Irish people in the 19th and 20th centuries. And uh, they said, yeah, we we know that the Brits are bad, but the Nazis are worse. But as far as um, I want to bring up Taiwan now, the foundries that produce about 90 percent of our microchips are produced there. Our military depends on it. Our cars and trucks and TVs and computers and phones can depend on those microchips that are being produced. But why on earth? We saw the rising red dragon from, you know, they have a 100-year plan from uh, from 1948, no, no, 1949, rather, to 2049, that 100-year plan, and their, their um, milestone will be 2025. Now, why on earth, why didn't we move those foundries to somewhere like Australia? And it was Shinzo Abe who was assassinated in uh, June of 2022 that urged America to join the alliance between Australia and Japan against uh, the uh, uh, CCP and their control of the uh, South China Sea, where Taiwan is located. But see, we have we have a government that's potsad and stunad. I don't know how they're more crazy or stupid. I don't know uh, a combination of both. But meanwhile, we're we're going to demolish um, the the BL England generating plant 
completely on October 26th, and we're going to put up those idiotic windmills out in the ocean. We, me, and there's plenty of natural gas right here in America, and shell, too, the shell rock, which has plenty of uh, gas within a natural crew within it, too. And we have plenty of gas, gas, natural gas, which can be very easily converted into a gas that can go into your car coming down the pipeline from uh, somewhere in, you know, in the wilderness of Canada. We have all that going on for us. Meanwhile, we have a government that wants to go green, and they're going to end up um, turning us into black mud when we're all done with us. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call, John. Let's talk to Steve again in Absegan Island. Steve, it's part two. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, taking my call again. I was uh, I wanted to pick up, you know, the moral clarity of the Russian-Ukraine issue now is clear to me. You know, it's a, it, it, it's, it's, it's black and white. Uh, Russia wants the land. Ukraine is a, you know, quasi-democracy or fledgling democracy and, or, you know, and, and they and Russia is a dictatorship, and um, you, the, the people are going to have to rise up in that country and 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 change the the style of government. But I want to make a couple other points about proportionality. You know, you hear this all the time. Um, I heard it on the from a Jew in Israel talking about the bombing of Dresden during World War II when and it wasn't required, right? The firebombing of Dresden. When you're in a war and you're fighting for your life and you're fighting for for your freedom, how do you say, oh, the guy in the when we were storming the beaches, oh, the guy in the the German uh, is reloading his MG42 machine gun. Don't shoot at him. It, we got to have proportionality. Only wait for him to shoot first and then you can shoot back. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I don't get. I don't get that. I, I don't I, get this. I don't understand it. I, I, I don't hear either. it all the time. And when you look, we were we were a Republican style government. Should we have not dropped the two bombs on Japan to stop the war? They were not going to stop. My uncle was loaded up on the ship after fighting in Europe in Patton's Third Army. In the Battle of the Bulge, in the cold, wounded, uh, and now that now he was writing a letter saying, uh, "I can't believe I got to go to go to the Japanese theater now." Yeah, there's going to be millions of American soldiers dead. So what what should we do, John? What should Israel do? Proportionality. Yeah, I think I, I look. <laughs> I don't know if there is such a thing in war, and like I said, the two. Like I also want the final point I want to make is about uh, guns. The Israelis, I can't believe, gave up their firearms. I just don't get it. Yeah, it I don't. I don't either. For, I don't either. I, I, that, does it not make a case for United States citizens to have their firearms and have and have ammunition at their beck and call just in case something like this occurs? Yeah. What happens if there's a major another major riot? In a, in a city like Atlantic City, and they start coming into communities like Brigantine or Ventnor or Margate, for that matter. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, be the I'll be the first one in line to get a gun. But, but you don't have it now. No, That's I don't. No, no, I don't. That's the point that, that your other caller was making. And, and finally, a two-state solution doesn't work. It only works when you have two democracies living side by side together. How do you how do you put up a, a, a Hamas 
or Hezbollah government when they're dictatorships and they believe in totalitarianism. How do you do that? That's Are you a going tough to allow one. Them? That's a tough one. Well, yeah. You know, they were. I wanted to ask you finally the two state solution. If they become their own independent state and they and they have their elections and they have commerce. Are they not allowed to have a weapons program like Israel? Sovereign states are allowed to have weapons programs, are they not? Yeah. As much as we say we don't want Iran to have a nuclear weapon, of course we don't because they're not a democracy. Right. When was the last time? When was, how many democracies are there in the Middle East? None. None. Other than yeah. Israel. That's right. Other than Israel. So, so do you want uh, non-democracies to have nuclear weapons? No. And I'm not saying... Britain and the United States are angels. But at the same time, we have the ability to change our politicians. That's right. By voting. That's and right. Not at the point of a bayonet. Thank you so much. Thanks. For my call. Thanks for calling, Steve. Brings up some good points. And this is one of those shows where I get a headache just thinking about decisions that we'd have to make. It's just just a, a, a tough show today. Talk with a Purpose is the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. And after the break, we're going to talk to Dan and we're going to talk to Bob. And maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. Coming back with more Talk with a Purpose in just a moment. But first, there's no thinking here. There's no controversy here when it comes to automobiles. The finest automobile on the market today is Lexus courtesy of Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHT. I've been paying attention to the Lexus TV commercials because they seem to be focusing on the SUVs. And they have a variety of SUVs. They have the rather large one. They have the midsize one. They have the smaller one. And they have the hybrids. And my decision will be very, very soon, which one am I going to get? <laughs> I could get the big one and cart around all the grandchildren. Do I want to do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, whatever I choose, it will be a fine automobile. And again, Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT. And if you don't go new, as I probably will, you can go pre-owned. And there are plenty I mean plenty of good pre-owned vehicles, and in fact, Lexus certifies them as L-certified. And that's where they say these are the finest automobiles on the market. We have so many points that we check before we put it on the lot. You really should be confident that that's a good car for you. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT. Stop by, say hi to Helen. She'll take good care of you. And, well, Helen, I'll be there real soon, believe me. <laughs> You'll look forward to that. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT. Online at aclexus.com. aclexus.com is the website. And we're coming back. More Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. 
Vince Palestina, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift are bipartisan legislators working to improve Atlanta County, and they're succeeding. Millions to improve our hospitals and for maternal and infant health care. A tough-on-crime county prosecutor who leads the state in detaining serious criminals. Support for our police to keep us safe. Seven new judges to help enforce law and order in Atlanta County. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift secured hundreds of millions in funding for our boardwalks, roads, bridges, and traffic improvements, and even restored full service to the Cardiff Motor Vehicle Center office. It doesn't stop there. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift worked across the aisle to secure a national aviation research and technology park right here in Atlanta County. Vince Palestina for Senate, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift for Assembly. Bipartisan legislators delivering for Atlanta County. This is Vince Palestina. This ad was paid for by Palestina, Guardian, and Swift, P.O. Box 629 North Northfield, New Jersey, 08225. I'm Seth Grossman for Liberty and Americans are the most understanding, generous, and compassionate people in the world. That is why our enemies are using those virtues as weapons to destroy us. They are deliberately bringing millions of poor and angry people from failed socialist countries around the world to make America a failed socialist country. They know that walls, fences, and even thousands of Border Patrol agents can't stop everybody determined to get through. The only way to stop them is to arrest every person found in our country illegally and send them back. But our enemies think that Americans are too understanding, generous, and compassionate to ever do that. Do most Americans care more about the suffering of people coming to our country illegally than the future of our own children and grandchildren? Learn more at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online. Libertyandprosperity.com. Thanks. And we would like you to know that if you want to listen to any of our shows at any time, it's a marvelous invention. It's called the radio version of On Demand. You Google John DeMassey podcasts. And guess what? All of them come up. There's almost 200 shows. You can listen to any of the shows at any time, just at your leisure. Google John DeMassey Podcasts, and all the shows come up. It's a marvelous, marvelous invention. Talk with the purposes of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'll get back to the calls in just a moment. But I just want to mention this. We've been talking about uh, Senator Menendez, and he's not resigning. <laughs> He is an arrogant SOB. That's all I can say. There are, there is a, a law. It's being talked about again. And two cases in South Jersey have provoked the public to consider what to do with indicted or convicted people on the public payroll. You remember those three Wildwood commissioners charged with fraudulently obtaining state benefits for full-time workers and they weren't full-time. They got the benefits, and of course they got caught. The commissioners and the mayor refused to resign. Finally, they did. There is a proposal, again, before the New Jersey legislature to require elected, official, uh, elected officials under indictment to be suspended from office, and they're convicted. They are to re- be removed from office if they're convicted. This was a proposal in 2008, 
And legislatures, uh, they didn't approve it. Maybe they'll approve it now. But if you were, uh, I mean, if you were in a regular job and you were indicted or you were caught doing something illegal, you'd be fired. And chances are you'd lose your pension. And shouldn't they lose their pension? Because in New Jersey, as we know, it's a generous, generous pension. So they, and this law, hopefully it will move forward, but it will eliminate crooked politicians or or attempt to eliminate crooked politicians where they not only lose the public office, but they lose their pension. Menendez's pension would probably be upwards of 100000 a year, and he should lose it if he's convicted. That's all I'll say about that. And, and how many times have we said that? Let's go back to the phones. Dan and Ventner. Dan, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose. Good morning, John. How are you this morning? Good. How about you? Excellent. Excellent. I'm trying to get moving here and, and get some things done, and I appreciate your program. Listen to it quite a bit, and uh, some some really stimulating um, conversation and topics today. It's every time I listen, and every time I you know tune into the news on a daily basis. There's a myriad of things that are going wrong in our country that you can point to and talk about. You know, and uh, it goes back for me to the misinformation on the the vaccines and you know the oh, hydroxychloroquine. Oh, and that was, yeah. that's three four years ago. Oh yeah, so. What's, fr- what's frustrating to me is, you know, they're all identified. You know, there seems to be evidence for the, the positions that what I call the common sense uh, party, you know, um, is taken. And that right down to the corruption of Biden and, you know, how, how badly is he compromised, which is affecting a lot of these world decisions now, including probably this war and their stance on Iran, the border. I mean, you throw a dart and pick one. But what bothers me even more is the erosion of the constitutional uh, values and principles as they relate to, like, you know, the law. And by that, I mean they've completely eroded attorney-client privilege, which, in my opinion, is critical to a proper defense. I think the people in the January 6th, uh, you know, situation are still sitting in jail after two years. I don't know. You know, why there isn't a bail issue, why there isn't a speedy trial issue. I, I suppose it's the way that they, what I think, orchestrated, you know, the seriousness of, say, a riot on our capital to make, you know, maybe to erode them further. Like, okay, this isn't your normal crime. Uh, this is something even greater. So we're not going to give you bail. And, and they, those people remain in jail. Yeah. But to focus on that point a little more, when, when you think about what they've done there, they've made it, and, and it's it's kind of subtle. But to to be able to, you know, we, we're afraid to challenge because look what's happened when people did rise up. They still sit in jail. So we know all these things are wrong. And I believe they're so devious. When I say that, you know, the, what appears to be the left. Yeah. Right now, you know, and that faction. Yeah, they, so they devious are devious. That, yeah. And they've, and they've made it. It's almost scary to think about coming together, rising up to make change because they'll stick you in jail, you know, and and, and they'll hold you without bail. And I think that was one of the chilling effects of the January 6th thing. You know, only, only person that was killed was an innocent 
veterans. So, you know, we're dealing with a very sinister element, and it's a shame. But um, just a point I thought I'd make, I, I have a law background, and, you know, what's happening with those January 6th defendants is, is absolutely, it's completely unconstitutional. Yeah, it so. is. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. So but, I just wanted to bring it up. But you said it. You said the the deviant left. That's that's the the best way you can put it. Deviant. Absolutely. <laughs> they are. So thank you for taking thank, my thank call. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Bob and Kate May. Bob, welcome back. Hey, John. Hey, look, I, I just have to say I absolutely endorse Bobby Menendez for running for another term for Senate. I would love him to see the, the, be the Democrat nominee. He, you know, I think he, as a Republican, I'd be thrilled with it. So anyway, anyway, look, a couple things here. Steve uh, mentioned uh, the justification of the firebombing of Dresden. Well, my father, when he escaped the, uh, the Soviet terror, okay, in his country, he rode his bike, had to ride his bike, through Dresden, okay, and yeah, that that firebombing of all these German cities, okay, uh, it's you talk about you know right and wrong, and you know these were all civilians that were just massacred, okay, uh, you know the you can justify in anything, you really can, but. I'll, I'll tell you, they, you know, there were atrocities on both sides in World War II, not just one side. Okay, and my, and my my father's city in in Slovakia had twelve Messerschmitts on an airfield. They couldn't get them up off the ground because there's no gasoline. What did the Allied bombers do? They bombed the city, the civilians. They didn't touch those Messerschmitts. Okay, so. You know, it, <laughs> there were atrocities on both sides. I do want to mention the caller you had. I think it was Jim that mentioned the British and how horrible they were in the last century. And he was essentially correct. There was no one, no one has, the, the Winston Churchill is viewed as an icon. Well, there was no one who did more harm to, to Western civilization than Winston Churchill. He was a warmonger. He wanted he instigated, and the British instigated World War One more than anyone, and the domino effect that that had on Western civilization. There would not have been a Stalin, a Lenin, or a Hitler without World War One. Without the British, the British were the ones that were absolutely culpable for starting World War One. It led to World War Two. It led to the communist Chinese, ultimately. Uh, I mean, it was a total disaster. And 100 million people were killed in, in Europe. And what that did to the Western civilization, that's why our, our Western civilization is ebbing. That's why Western civilization is disappearing. And, and, and a big culprit was Winston Churchill. Yeah, I remember uh, from my history, I don't remember much from history in school, but I do remember that uh, Germany after World War One was uh, in bad shape and that led to uh, World War II. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, John, we had a, a professor at LaSalle, you and I, do you remember Motormouth McCarthy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember him? Yeah. <laughs> I got an A in his courses. I'll tell you what, man, I, I could... 
my, my hand would, he talked so fast, and you really had to keep notes. Yeah. My hand would absolutely hurt after, you know, the the, the hours class that Motor Mouth McCarthy had. But, yeah. but that was, I just... Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to bring that. That up. was That's before laptops, remember, Bob? That was before <laughs> laptops. We had to write everything down. Oh, yeah, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for the call, Bob. <laughs> oh, brings back memories of college. Writing till your hand dropped. I mean, I mean, those professors. He was right. Motormouth McCarthy, and and some of the other ones. Whew, boy, but we have laptops now. The kids don't understand what we what we went through. Talk with a purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll have John and maybe we'll have you. Who knows? But we'll uh, we'll pack it all in before Joe Yakovich at 11 o'clock. I'm John DeMassey. More Talk with a Purpose in just a moment. It's a fall festival at BF Mazio. All kinds of goodies, including delicious and fresh Macintosh apples, apple cider bread, pumpkin bread, and of course, all sizes of pumpkins. BF Mazio, where there's always something special. Don't forget the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And of course, a complete selection of prepared foods and baked goods second to none. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Breezy cooler with periods of rain and a thunderstorm this afternoon. There can even be ponding on streets and highways. High 60. Breezy with periods of rain and a thunderstorm tonight. Low dip at a 48. A shower in places tomorrow morning. Then mostly cloudy, breezy. High 63 to wrap the weekend. Come Monday, mostly cloudy. A shower cannot be ruled out. The high 61. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, if you want to email me during the week, jdadv1 at comcast.net, jdadv1 at comcast.net. And you can also like us on Facebook, at Talk With a Purpose. At Talk With a Purpose is our Facebook address. And it is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to John in Ocean City again. John, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was actually uh, two congressional medal honor medals honor. I'm, I'm, it was General Spendley Butler who won two congressional medals of honor for his valiant efforts in World War One. Had said that um, actually all politicians are culpable. That war is a racket. He put out a book called War Is a Racket, and he said that the uh, actually West. 
the Western European and American politicians were just as guilty as the Russian uh, politicians over in communist Russia and also the up-and-coming imperial Japan, that they're all culpable in it. So we need to watch out that we don't chase red herrings. I'm just saying. But uh, it was actually several leading air commanders, including Generals Hap Arnold and Curtis LeMay, that said that the atomic bombs were unnecessary because conventional bombing had already brought Japan to its knees. Now, Curtis LeMay actually was uh, in charge of uh, the Pacific Theater. Um, also, here, another thing I wanted to read right quick, if I may. Um, Eisenhower, General Douglas MacArthur, Admiral William Leahy, and Assistant Secretary of War John L. McCoy claimed to have opposed using the bomb, but here it says in, in blueprint, there is no firm evidence of any substantial contemporary opposition. However, right below it, it says here, why didn't Dwight D. Eisenhower agree with the decision to drop the atomic bombs? Eisenhower told his biographer that he expressed to War Secretary Henry Stimson his grave misgivings, first on the basis of my belief that Japan was already defeated and that dropping of the bomb was completely unnecessary because it would, actually, it would bring strong opinion against America. So that, that all being said... Uh, Nagasaki, the, it was Little Boy and Fat Man that were dropped on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. And they were not the military installations. They were not the, they were not in, uh, contributing to the war effort for Japan in any way. They were, they were the most Christian uh, populated cities, okay? And it was actually um, uh, Jim from Eagleswood. He's talking about, he talks about the, uh, the, the, the um, degradation and persecution and, uh, of Ireland. It even goes on today. The EU wants to bring in 120 million to 150 million people from uh, North Africa and the Middle East, from radical Islamist countries, into that little small island called Ireland. They do want to do that. There's only about five to seven million Irishmen and Irish women living there. And that's the, the only thing that's good, the only good that came out of that was uh, the Irish uh, Republican, the, the uh, Catholic Irish Republican, the Northern Irish, uh, the people of Northern Ireland, which are Protestant, are coming together and they're, put, they're actually burying the hatchet because of that, that idiotic religious war that was going on there. But anyway, it was actually Doc Marquis, who I talked to many times on the phone, who was raised in the Order of the Illuminati, yes. He was raised in Luciferian witchcraft. He took a knife and cut his arm open. It's called Athame. And took a quill pen, dipped it in blood, and wrote his name in the Book of Death. He was a real witch. He was a real initiated witch. He said that um, that, 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 there, that there's two groups of people, the elite, which are globalists, and the regular people. And a part of waking up, I think, is, is coming to the conclusion that these, that these elite are not looking out for regular people. They are, they are literal, they're the literal uh, or proverbial fox, uh, you know, guarding the hen house. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a controversial person because I don't, my rose-colored glasses have been smashed to bits at this point. Thank you. Thanks, John. And uh, speaking of Jim and Eagleswood... <laughs> He is following you, Jim in Eagleswood. Welcome back. John DeMassey, your head must be ready to explode. <clears throat> it is. <laughs> to, to, to hear all this unconventional thought is uh, pretty amazing on one day. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, Bob made it perfectly clear that Winston, I didn't have time to go into Winston Churchill, but uh, he is. He's just horrific. And so many people... Uh, so many people line up to talk about what a great statesman he was. He was a total military failure. He was a nightmare. So I'm going to spin your head and everyone else's head one more time. Okay, go ahead. You ready? And this is irrefutable. Winston Churchill was Jewish. Okay. <laughs> now, so, so compare that to what he did and how long he did it and the positions he took in the East. 
Maybe that'll help you learn a little something, something. Because it's true. It's not deniable. Trust me on that one. Okay. See ya. Okay. Have, a, have a rest of a good day, brother. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks for the call, Jim. Yeah, my head's spinning. That, that's for sure. Thank God for Joe Yakovich coming in at 11 o'clock because he kind of calms us down a little bit. <laughs> Steve in Absecon Island, welcome back. Three times a charm. Yeah, that's right. I, I, had, I had a call back because I disagree. I agree with a lot, with almost everything Bob says, but I disagree. Population centers fuel the factories that create this, the military uh, supplies for war. So uh, whether or not history says that that particular city or any other city was a civilian center, Hiroshima was not. They were a Navy shipyard. Uh, Nagasaki was a Navy shipyard as well. They moved all their all their um, uh, industry inland away from the uh, from the shores, uh, so that perhaps they wouldn't wouldn't ha- get bombed. If you remember during during uh, um, the early days of the war when we had the B-17s, they were being shot down because they were trying to do surgical bombing and and not uh, totally flatten civilian centers, right? Uh, and they couldn't. They were being shot down wholesale by the Messerschmitts. So they went to high-range carpet bombing, which were bad because the bombs couldn't land on the on the factories accurately. So I, I say this: proportionality does not work when you're when you're when you are the Republican-style government. Atrocities are going to happen on both sides. Yes, agreed. But when somebody raises their hand and they surrender, okay, you take them prisoner. But do you really believe the Nazis would have uh, not carpet bombed us if they had the long range bombers? No, they they would have definitely done that. So where where is this? So what? Where is this moral high ground coming from? When you're when you're at all out war, where is this moral obligation coming from? Even Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War suspended habeas corpus and then you have to hope that when the war's over righteous people will 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 turn back all of the brutality and they did during the civil war we gave back the confederates their guns they surrendered and we allowed them to have their guns we like like other callers said we rebuilt japan and germany in a few years and now they're the darlings of democracy in Europe. Yeah. And in, and in the Pacific. Yeah. So so until un, until you, like you said in your monologue John you, you want to see them bombed to parking lots. There look, you remember that movie um The Great Escape with yes. Steve McQueen? Yes, I, I remember I the Yeah. You remember the scene with um Richard Attenborough, he was talking to the uh, RAF commander, and they were talking about sitting out the war. And Richard Attenborough said, look, if the Wehrmacht wanted Hitler out, they would have they would have voted him out. They would have taken him out. They're all the same to me. Nazis and the Wehrmacht, they're all the same. He's, I, I, I tend, you know, art sometimes imitates life. I subscribe to that. You can't, if the people did not want Hamas... They would have never voted in the droves that they did for them. 
they I don't I don't I know that a lot of them don't want uh, Hamas in power, and I know that a lot of Germans didn't want the Nazis in power. Right. But if you go back to the black and white videos, what do you see? You see the big conventions with people, you know, casting their arm up in the air for for the Fuhrer. Yeah. Well, this is the same thing in these uh, totalitarian regimes. Yeah. That's, that's all true. Of the, all of them, they they gin up their the hatred. It's not a. It's about resources, and then they gin up the hatred to grab those resources. And I guarantee you, you're better off with the Israelis than you're not than you are with with any of these Arab countries. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. The, so the, let's no. stop this nonsense already with proportionality. It does not work. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You're we're fighting for the for the. Freedom of the world. Half the in our Western Hemisphere, we're the only ones that have nuclear weapons in the Western Hemisphere. Canada, I don't know if Canada has it. I don't know. I don't think Mexico has any, no. and I don't think any of the South American countries have them. Nope, no, they don't. Right, and they and do you think we would allow Mexico to have a nuclear arsenal? No, no, no. Of course not. No. No, well, I, don't, uh, don't tell. I, 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 what I was referring to is that Hamas started this, so Israel should end it, and that's what I was saying about turning them into a parking lot. You know, don't give them electricity, don't give them water. Don't. I mean, let, let's face it, we got to stop this once and for all. That's all I was saying. And and back to those. Remember those uh, people that said, "Oh, we shouldn't have dropped the bomb on Nagasaki and Hiroshima." Well. <laughs> That ended it, didn't it? Didn't that finally end it? Yes, and the last caller said that we sh- that Cur- that Curtis LeMay uh, and others wrote that they we didn't need to drop it. Well, my, like I said in the last segment, yeah, my uncle was on a ship after fighting in Europe and after liberating Madhausen in Austria. Yeah. Okay, so the hell with people that yeah. that. Don't that think proportional that proportionality, and we have to take the moral high ground. Yeah. I'm not waiting for a pillbox to reload their MG42 before I shoot first. That's right. That's I'm right. I'm sorry. That's right. You guys are. You want to survive in this world as a Republican style government, or do you want to start doing the goose step? Yep. You, you said you it. Noticed, and you notice, John, all of the Arab states when they do their military parades, they do the goose step. Yep. Did you ever notice that? Yeah, Steve, thanks a lot. We're up against it here for a break. <laughs> I'll tell you, this has been a show today. We're uh, we're going to come up on a break here, and then we'll talk to Roger and Kate May, and maybe we'll talk to you, too, before we get to Joe Yakovich at 11 o'clock. Talk with a purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Final thoughts in hour number two after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all 
tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. I wanted to get to this before we uh, we turned it over to Joe Yakovich at 11 o'clock. RFK Jr. is going to run for president as an independent. And the question that I have for you, and maybe we'll pick this up next week, is RFK Jr. running as an independent, does that hurt Joe Biden or does it hurt Donald Trump? Which one would it hurt? And which one would it help? What do you think? That's an interesting question. We'll see. Roger and Kate May. Roger, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning. Uh, what a great show you have today. Thank um, you. Thank you. Uh, uh, Ch- Churchill was really uh, representing interest, the privatized Bank of England. So when you talk about Churchill and all the things he did to destroy Western culture, Western civilization, uh, the domino effect of World War One, World War Two. Uh, you, it's really the people, the deep state, the people above uh, our president or our, uh, the British prime minister that were, were choreographing that. Um, let's let's remember in 1973 when oil went from two dollars a barrel to eleven dollars a barrel after the Arab-Israeli war, yes. and interest rates. Yeah, I remember that. The impl- so we, the, the results of this war, especially if Iran or the Straits of Hormuz get compromised. Uh, we could be facing our, our, maybe our children's and our children's children could be facing 20% interest rates like we did then directly resulting from the Israeli Arab war. Um, if this isn't contained, uh, and, and, uh, you know, oil goes to 150 a barrel, which I think it's going to 130. Um, they usually expand wars. They don't contract them. It's, it's, it's wildly lucrative. They're building thousands of mansions all over Northern Virginia, since this Ukraine war started, and I, I suspect they they see some blood in the water down in the Middle East right now, and they're looking at ways to uh, to expand that and make make profit off that. Yeah, um, it, it's uh, two dollars to eleven dollars, and then we it was stagflation and agonizing interest rates um, uh, and, for and, ten years to come. I remember the gas lines. And remember the gas lines. <laughs> yeah, I do. We have to put America first. I mean, Israel's our ally, and and but but we, our tunnels are vulnerable in New York. We have a very soft underbelly in this country, and and Henry Kissinger just warned us that migrate that our migration policies in the last twenty years will be the downfall of our country, and, and he warned us about the viruses twenty years ago that would be deployed. So I think we need to we need to take a longer view, uh, like most like the Japanese Empire, the British Empire. Uh, uh, the Judean, uh, you, you got to take a long view of this. We're a per- relatively new country, but um, George, we need to stay at home. George Washington said it well. Uh, America first. That's what got Trump elected. Yes. Forever wars that have made Lindsey Graham's a hundred million dollars richer since uh, Bill Crystal, Paul Wolfowitz, and the Project for a New American Century called for a Pearl Harbor event back in 1998 in the Middle East to get America involved in there and that was 14 trillion dollars that have been added to the budget since those forever wars started 
since 911. Boy. So, yeah. We had nine intelligence agencies warn us in August of 2001 that the Brit, that, that something was going to happen. Two Mossad officers flew to Washington, D.C. in August and said they're going to fly something into the Pentagon. The British absolutely knew this was going to happen. A lot of those weapons Hamas have was transferred over from Afghanistan that was left there. Uh, they've got that. They've got Hamas and those jihadists so infiltrated and so surveilled. If you think a couple hundred people could pull this off without the Mossad knowing it, we had uh, 20 people that did 911. We had nine intelligence agencies in Western Europe and the Middle East warn us about that. How many? There's no way a few hundred people could launch an operation like this. So the, the whole purpose of it is it's like Roosevelt and Pearl Harbor. You let the 3,000 boys drown on the Arizona, and for the greater good, you get to, you, you get a uh, disproportionate reaction and a, and a, and a larger war. And, and uh, so they're, go- they're going to eliminate thousands, hundreds of thousands of people probably lose their lives, uh, tens of thousands this weekend with American bombs and American weapons. And um, and the world knows that the Internet's not shut down, and no matter what the, ma- the mainstream media in New York says, always banging the drum for wars and taking uh, one side and having – usually they'll put a face on a terror war. They'll come yeah. up with a face for this yeah. terror war. Yeah. So uh, get ready. Get, they're going to get into your pockets big time with this inflation war tax. So just, just hold on to your wallets. Okay. Thanks for the call, Roger. Real quick, Linda and Absekin. Linda, good morning. Welcome. Real quick. General MacArthur and uh, Eisenhower, they did not want to drop the bomb. And, of course, you go to war with America, and then you become the number one and number two um, in uh, the first and second way after the United States in uh, in wealth. So um, we take care of them afterwards, right? Right. So, all right, let's go. Okay, thanks for the call, Linda. <sighs> what can I say? <laughs> After after two hours of calls like that, boy, oh boy, this thing in Israel really stirred up a lot of things and a lot of thoughts and a lot of viewpoints. But look, all I can say is we hope that Israel puts an end to this and quick. That's We don't want any long-range wars. That's it. That's all I can say. It is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Joe Yakovich is warming up on our bullpen, and he's trying to figure out how he follows this show. <laughs> it's it's not easy, but he's going to try. <laughs> he's going to talk about debt-free for life and about inflation and about all things that we can do financially to try to navigate this difficult financial situation. That'll be uh, coming up uh, real shortly. But uh, we'll pick up this discussion next week and in weeks gone by, we'll, we'll pick it up. Talk with the purposes of the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We have another hour left. We're not, we're not leaving you. Another hour left of the show, and we'll do that with Joe Yakovich and his debt-free for life and his inflation fighting and all of the stuff that he talks about here. So well, we hope that you'll stick around for that. And, of course, the number, 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450, if you want to call Joe and try to straighten out your financial situation. Hour number two in the books. Hour number three with Joe Yakovich on the way. Don't go away.
95.5 FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number three, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We're also heard on 1450 AM. And remember, always online at WPGTalkRadio.com. And with that, we bring in Joe Yakovich, JML Financial. He is here. Can I ask you a question? What's that? And you probably know this information much better than anyone else, yeah. other than the guys next to us. Okay. Do you remember when uh, Tom Brady was down, what, 13 or some 38 points in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Do you remember that? And he came yes. back and won. Won the Super Bowl. Correct. Or, yeah. or, or another game he played in, yes. and he was, he was down like four yeah. touchdowns. Yes. But at the end of the game, he was the victor. Yes. So I want to start off that conversation similar to what you put me in right today. You put me in th- minus 38 points <laughs> right now. You and Chris, you're all double teamed me. I'm down by 38, and I have to climb out of this to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Better than four touchdowns. Yeah. To make a point to what's happening out there. Your your callers are impeccable. They are really insightful. Matter of fact, way over my head on some of these things that I'm, I've been listening to. I'm sure you're looking at them and looking at me with your goggly eyes going, what is this guy talking about? From Cam-? <laughs> anyway, but believe it or not, John, what everyone that I've heard so far, and I, and I approve the message, I believe him. Because, listen, you, you're seeing it now. It jeopardized the market up and down. You're seeing inflation out of control and all the things we talked about. So today, we're going to have a conversation about that. So. Okay, but first I want to I want to say this. Yep. Real men, real men mm. wear shorts in October. Yeah, baby, you see right? it. Right? You see I the, mean, you see the KT tape, it, tape it, on it, though, come, too? Put comes, me in with, comes in with shorts. Beautiful data. Tonight. I mean, we're ready to play. It's, it's, we're ready to play. I don't right. understand it, but, you know, that's real men. And <laughs> you are a real man. Wait till December. You'll see me wear the same couple of <laughs> Okay, so you're going to talk about today what is an SDIC and how it can help you. But before we get into that, let's talk about inflation, which, is, which is the hot about, topic today. How about what we have been just seeing over the last two years? And you and I, when we jumped on this together... Some years ago, and I said to you, inflation, and you looked at me like, what are you talking about, inflation? There's yeah. no inflation here, Joe. Yeah. And I said, no, no, John, it's coming. It's coming. It, 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 it will be here in a very quick moment. And when the lights went on, everything's breaking loose. Energy is one of the issues. Yeah. But inflation is out of control, John. The market is volatility I've never seen before. And it's so volatile, it's really it's really a scary moment. But you also have the things that are taking place across the world that also concerns me with some of the callers we received today in reference to energy and what could potentially happen and how this could spiral out of control you know and unfortunately we are in an environment that I, and and for my own self since this started to happen back in the day in 9/11 my head was always on a swivel 
there was always a little way that I looked at things. And I, because I went to Europe a number of times, those folks and, uh, you know, officers and people that are in the service, they react to people in general than our people do. And our people, unfortunately, I'm afraid to tell you, and this is not just me speaking, we've gotten soft, John. We've gotten soft, and that's what's going to cause and will continue to cause if we don't stand up and get tough with people. You must be tough, and, and, and we're in an environment you need to be tough. And when I talk about inflation, because of the quantum tightening of, of increasing interest rates so fast, people don't realize we're going to be in this situation for a while. But if there's a strategy that I can put together, and this is so cool about what I do, John, because of those things that are being thrown at me, different curveballs, and we don't know when they're going to come. You see it happen in front of you. Me and my firm and how we think differently to be prepared for all the things that are going to be coming at us. And if you deal with a traditional, traditional uh, wealth manager, they will not see what's coming like we are seeing what's coming. Does that make sense? Yes. In terms of well, inflation and every well, situation? What's, what's coming? Well, obviously, inflation is going to continue to come. And now the next barrel that will come at us. They're going to start to do this easing and possibly, I don't think in a immediate future, with easing of interest rates. But you have a problem here. Most of our foreign or our debt is foreign owned. They don't want 2% no more, John. So that's going to cost us more money to service the 33. And by the way, John, it's close to be 34 I don't think you realize what's happening in our debt. It's going up dramatically. We have not been affected by it. You know what it feels like, John? I know this is going to sound really weird. It's like if you want to kill yourself, and this is what we're doing slowly, we're going in a, a garage with the car on. And we're shutting the door. You don't feel it right away. But what's happening, unfortunately, all across the country, there's a ripple effect. So we need to be tough on certain things. We have to draw the line in the sand. And and inflation is going to hurt us. And energy is really going to hurt us. People don't realize this is coming. And why I say this to all of you. We have a process we follow besides the investments, besides the guaranteed income and cash flow strategies. But, John, we can help people, which we're going to talk about today, is that because of the 40 years that I've been doing this, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. And I've been around the block a little bit. So when you see what I see and people are very much concerned, we have a way of what we do that the wealthy people do and the only reason why they do it, John, with us, the way they do it, they ask better questions than the people that don't have any money. So the people that have money are asking better questions from us. You know what the number one question they ask me or the comment they make to me? What's that? Joe Yakovich, I do not want to lose money. I want no loss. I don't want you to lose my money and my family's money. So that's a concern and, and inflation. If we don't take care of this fast, and what we do and how we plan for our retirement and also longevity, it's going to cost us a lot more money moving forward. What else can you say about this? Well, John, what's happening is because of that, people have informed information. For instance, bonds. You know, bonds were supposed to be the, the, you know, the safest investment out there. But guess what happened, John? When interest rates were, what, 18 months ago, 1.4%, you would buy a 30-year bond. And be happy. Yes. Guess what happened? In a very short period of time, it went to 
close to 5%. Well, the bond that you hold, the value of it went down because the pricing of the bond went up. People don't understand that. People have lost 50% of their value of the money they invested in a bond portfolio thinking that was a safe way to go. Not safe. So what's happening, people have to rethink the way they used to think back in the day and understand there are also vehicles that we use every day, John, that will prevent these things from happening. So I couldn't be more happier but also sad because there's a lot of people that are going to get caught with their pants down because of what's going on. They're not prepared for the next 10 years of what's going on. They're still thinking what they had made over the last 10 years, it's going to be successful. So that's a big concern, and inflation is one of them. All right, talk with the purpose of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Joe Yakovich is here. Joe is JML Financial. His website is jmlfinancialgroup.com. And we uh, we want you to talk a little softer. Softer? Okay. I will. You want to talk softer? <laughs> It just, it just really, the, the, the higher ups just text me. It's, it's, you, you, it's, you're, you're, I know you're passionate. Yeah, but, but it's have... really sad that what's happening, John. Um, and it's sad in the sense that what I see, people need to wake up. I mean, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, putting money in the market is a good thing. And I do believe that also. But what's happening, they're putting in the wrong situations and losses are going to occur and inflation is going to increase because of volatility and inflation and also the new change of laws that we all don't know. So my question becomes, what do we do about it? And do we use the same cookie cutter approach to that? And unfortunately, you can't. So we take it on the our responsibility is to be able to see certain things that most people don't. And that example is that. I didn't realize, John, and my son, I hope, is going to call in that the problem that we're having in a country, we have a lot of debt in our country. Yeah. And we have a lot of debt, personal debt. That's true. So people are starting to go, wow, can I keep up the same pace to keep myself with the Joneses, right? And what do we do about it? But that's not going to go away with these people unless we help them, truly help them get out of debt. So that's why for us, I'm very passionate about making sure we are at least in a position not to lose money and to use the code, the tax code to our our advantage for us. You know, and this, thanks. And this situation now, John, with what we're having and faced with on a prior, you know, your, your show here is going to affect how our money you know, is affected by how we spend it. So it's a big concern of mine. I'm very passionate about it. And, and I, and I, I, you know, I want to make sure people that I work with understand it. And most of the people, John, from the last workshop I did, you know, people really understand the fact that besides me being authentic, but it's, it's a, it's a wake up call. This is a wake up call, what you're seeing here. And I truly believe that. So people need to understand because their money is because of the debt situation and because the interest we have to pay on the debt when it rolls over. You see, we we were so used to rolling the money over and paying less on the juice of the debt. Well, guess what happened? 
the juice went up. The cost for maintaining that, that debt went that's, up. That's the tra- that's the trap. Thank you very much. So you, two things that happen. They're going to have to print us out. You can't print anymore. We, we're going to make a, a stop to that. And two, inflation is going to continue. So we use this debt situation to get them out of debt as fast as possible so we don't have to go back into debt. How much personal debt, personal debt now? How much personal debt collectively do we have in America? You know, when I hear for this, when I saw this, I was like, I, I was shocked. Are you ready? $24 trillion. T with a T. That's 12 zeros Ooh. of personal debt. So when I'm talking to people now more than ever, because we have a proprietary system that works and helps people get out of debt, we all start to really fo- focus on, can I get you out of debt in half the time? And we'll have money attached to that. So our concern is getting you out of debt and using the snowball effect of it. And we'll t- talk to people how snowballing works. But at the end of the day, we get you out of debt. That's more money than you can spend Save by real whatever you want to do with it. Okay, uh, we have Michael on the line, and uh, M- Michael, you might know this guy. Do, do you Good know morning, him? guys? <laughs> How you doing? This is Michael Yakovich, so he's part of the team, and uh, he's going to contribute to today's show. What do you got for us, Joe and Mike? You know what, my son. Thank you, Michael, for jumping on for real quick. You know, it, being working with my son, Michael, it gives me another fresh idea, and and believe it. Sometimes people look at it just it's 30, 40 years in the business and we have a a set way. But bringing in Michael about three, four years ago, not only brings a fresh idea, but he sees things that it took me 30, 40 years to see. And he's seen them in a very, very short period of time. So the first question I want to ask you, Mike, and I think it's an important one. What are some of the greatest values that you've seen with doing debt for life with the clients that would be able to offer this information to them? Well, obviously, love being here on the show, Dad. Uh, John, isn't he a wild man that he wears shorts in October? Yes, yes. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, Michael. Uh, you can teach him a lot of things. Why can't you teach him to be a better golfer? <laughs> Listen, that, that body of his was built to carry tons of weight on his shoulders and to squat a thousand tons it wasn't it wasn't built to to swing a golf club and that's okay he will realize that soon but he has he has me to live through for achievements in that in the golf world okay okay but uh but back to debt free for life but i i just think it's funny my dad wear he'll wear shorts in december and january it's crazy yeah um but the biggest greatest added value dad that i think debt free for life has to offer is i think it's just working with individuals that are in so much debt that they obviously don't know what to do and they think they're doing it the correct way and when we show them the debt free for life program when we can see their reaction when we show them how much faster we are able to get them out of debt but not just in that way by also giving them an amount of money that sits in an account that's tax-free. I ask these people, and you sit down with me right next to me in the meetings, and I ask them, how does it make you feel 100% debt-free with also a tax-free cash account at the end of the whole program? And we are, the, you know, the individual's response and their reaction has, has only been either speechless or amazing. So I think that's one of the greatest values of being able to help them get out of debt much faster and also having them have a tax-free cash account that will allow them to never go back into debt. And I think that's a great benefit. 
And he sees it, and, and and you see it. Obviously, you spoke with him a multi time. Yes. So that's it. that's it. one more question, Michael. If I if I may, and it, and surprised you about this talking about people of all ages and all over the country. Do you do you find anything that would surprise you, considering you now you're working with not only as in the family business, but more importantly, you're talking to people all over the country, not just in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, New York or Connecticut. You're speaking to people all over the country. What do you find some of the surprises that you see also there? Most definitely. I think it's the same surprise as you. As you as you said earlier, you've been in this business for almost 40 years, and this is shocking to you that how much debt people are actually in. And I think for me, it's, I just never imagined that this many people are, are in this much debt, and the debt is higher than I expected especially now that student debt payments are back and that just got released with the news. So it's just, and we speak about this debt all the time. And I know John, you know, this as well. People don't go around bragging about their debt. You know, they're not going to come over at your house and hang out and, and talk to you how much debt they're in, but they'll tell you about the car or the vacation they plan on taking in a couple months. So it's, it's something that they obviously don't speak about often. So when, you know, when we're sitting down with these people and they, they tell us it's, it's uh, it's something that that surprises me that, you know, it's it's hidden, but it's something that we need to. It's a problem that needs to be solved. And I'm going to give you the last one, unless you want to ask him the last. No, one. you can go ahead. Um, and you know, you've been working with uh, with us for the last couple of years. Working with your family, how do you like that? And be, you don't have to be too honest. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're, you're opening up a can of worms here, Joe. It cost me money. I can feel it. Yeah. No. No. Um, if any, I mean, obviously, John, you know me well, but to the listeners, um, my mom and my dad are, are my best friends, some of my best friends in my entire life. Um, other than working with them, I have an amazing relationship with them. So working with my parents and being able to offer uh, help to them in the financial aspect is only a blessing. So I'm, I'm blessed every single day. I tell my dad how thankful I am to uh, have him as a mentor, a coach. Um, I've also my father, so it is a it is a fun time. There can be tough times, obviously, in the family business, but at the end of the day, I don't, I know it's tough love, and uh, it's a very very fun time. Myself, my mother Lynn, and uh, my dad Joe. I think we have a really fun time doing what we do. So um, I'm blessed every single day in my life. You're a very lucky man. Michael. I very much am. He allows yeah. me to live a very a very fun life. He, yeah, that's he, right. He, he had to work hard and it's it's uh the, the, it's very cool. I can't, the, the I greatest thing the greatest thing he he ever said to me was student loans. If I can't provide for my kids a college education, then then I don't belong in business. And you ended up with no student loans after college. And that's well, that, he makes a joke all a, the time. He says, I got you your master's degree, and it's funny that I learn much better in experience, and when I sit down on all my dad's meetings, he sees it right in his face that I learn in a different way, but the way that he's teaching me, um, it's it's working, and um, yeah, I, you can kind of joke around that I am getting my master's in, in financial advising, so it's, it's very fun. Michael, we uh, thank you for contributing to the show today, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll catch up to you soon. Thanks, Michael. I will see I'll see you next week, John. And, yes. Dad, I will talk to you soon. You got it. Thanks, Michael.
Okay, it is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey with Joe Yakovich. As I say, this is the Joe Yakovich Hour, and we still have plenty to talk about, including debt-free for life. What does it mean, and how can it help you? 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio. 609-407-1450. With Joe Yakovich, I'm John DeMassey. We're both coming back after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, It can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. It's a fall festival at BF Mazio. All kinds of goodies, including delicious and fresh Macintosh apples, apple cider bread, pumpkin bread, and of course, all sizes of pumpkins. BF Mazio, where there's always something special. Don't forget the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And of course, a complete selection of prepared foods and baked goods second to none. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Joe Yakovich is available during the week, 856-751-1771. That's the number, 856-751-1771. Joe has met with many people uh, who have listened to him here on the radio, and uh, he certainly can meet with you as well. All you got to do is call and set it up. It doesn't cost you anything. 856-751-1771. And his website, jmlfinancialgroup.com jmlfinancialgroup.com is the website. It is the Joe Yakovich Hour here on Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're going to talk about this debt-free for life. We've been teasing you with it uh, throughout the, yeah. the hour this morning. Uh, what's the what's the most important factors uh, that are part of this strategy? And what is SDIC? Let's start there. And, well, SDIC is an acronym mm. for Specially Designed Insurance Contract. And basically what we do is we take a, 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 a life insurance contract and we examine the financials on the company, making sure it's, it's a mutual company. And we customize it in a way that will be uh, where we're not concerned as much as the death benefit that we are of what it's able to build up inside tax-free. This is all part of the tax code. So this is not something that people don't know about, but the people in our business, unfortunately, you have, you know, wealth managers who talk about money managers and money situations. Then you have retirement income planners. They have to know both. And I happen to be that person. So when I'm dealing with certain vehicles, a lot of the people in the wealth advisory community, very rarely will they ever speak about this. 
we're big advocates of it, especially with because of tax situations that you're able to use almost like a glorified Roth IRA. So we can build this thing up and continue to build it up. And what it allows us to do, John, because people don't fully understand this, is when you're able to build this up through a process that we use, you're able to what we call debt snowballing. Now, you're going to wonder, looking at me, well, what is debt snowballing, Joe Yakovich? I'm mean, not December. I'm not going to put it, you know, out there. <laughs> yeah. But what debt snowballing is, John, It, and I have to give him some credit, David Ramsey pretty much talked about this for probably 25 years. And the problem that we, as our firm did back in the day, I used to do some of this thing some of the things that he used to do and what I did do, I did everything on paper because there was no Google or, you know, you'd be able to look it up things. Yeah. So for him, it was the old fashioned way, old school way. But because AI and digital information came upon us and I used that to my advantage, I realized Dave was missing a piece. The piece that he was missing that I thought was the most important is that, okay, you get out of debt, and with Dave's plan, you got no money. With our plan, you got a chunk of money left over into this SDIC account. And I'm not asking anyone to put any more money out of pocket. And then I started to do this, John. I started to realize, wow, the people I'm talking to, I would just casually talk to them about debt. But then I found out more and more there's a lot of folks that are up to their nose in debt, like my son said earlier. They're not bragging about it. So what I started to realize, if I get people out of debt fast, almost in half, they could do the things they want to do with their money, whatever that may be. They could pay off, you know, uh, they could buy other things, being real estate, cars. They can uh, put their children through school. I mean, they, it's endless of what they're able to use this SEIC account for. And, and we found out long ago that that's the way to go today and i in a very good way fortunately we've been working with some of our partners and they and they put together a proprietary package to share with people to get them out of debt and show them real time john right there as i speak with you like i'm talking to you now within 30 minutes you'll go oh this is what i have this is what okay so it's really a simple simple process that we use of using that SDIC contract. Okay, can you explain it in layman's terms? Okay. All right. It, it, what is this debt free for life, and how do you how do you get people out of debt? Well, first of all, you have to look at a debt snowball. It's not the amount of money, John, that you owe. It's the amount that the money that you pay. That's the really an important and understanding. You need to understand that, and we want to put you in a better position to ask better questions. So. When we look at what you have, we take all your debt and line it up, every single bit of it. You know, I, I sat in and you did, your son did, a illustration using my debt. Correct. And I didn't give him everything. Right. And it ended up mm-hmm. the effective interest rate that I was paying. Interest cost. Interest cost. That's uh, Thank you. 77%. That was one of the highest in the country uh, that you gave that information to. Now, some of it probably wow. would go down yeah. because of what you're not giving everything yeah. up. But that's the, that's the problem. See, what people don't understand, that's what the banks and the lending institutions are making. Yeah, they must love me. Oh, they absolutely <laughs> love everyone. So when you start to ask questions, because think about it, John, all the debt you pay 
and yours was 70. I get people between 30 to 50. That's the effective interest cost. That's what the banks are making. And I'm saying when I started to really dive in this really deep a number of years ago, we started to put this together for the country in terms of using the AI programs and such. It becomes a it becomes apparent to me, and it came apparent to the people I'm talking to that they said we can do this, and they would know what the question or the re, re, rebuttal or conversation they would have with us right away. Why doesn't everyone know about this, and why didn't anyone tell me this? That's that's what I'm I the said. Number one, I'm that's the number what one. I said. Yes, and I said, <laughs> and I gave them the answer because of the banks, and two, the people in our business. In our space, what we do, and there's a lot of us in different capacities, don't fully understand to get out of debt. And I'll tell you why, John. This is a really a simple one. Because when you meet with a individual, like I'm meeting with this this young doctor, my friend, my new Lithuanian doctor that happened to be like, and this is how this happened with my new friend that I just met from a workshop. And talking about this, he said, I have no debt. Well, the fact that he heard me say that and, and had that conversation with me was part of the dialogue that I had with him. And then I said, well, the reason why you don't is because obviously the banks make money. And two, because of people like me, they've never been taught that because of one thing. When they meet people with big insurance companies or big wealth management companies, the first question they get would be, how much are you saving? You're doing an okay job. And they talk about rates of return and timing. That's a good conversation to have, but that's not how you build wealth. That's right. And there's the, that was the key. Because when you say that to someone that have a lot of money or has a lot of money or will continue to make more money, um, when they recognize that blatantly out and you address that, they really look at you as a, a now a friend as opposed to, oh, you know, try to, to make my money. And I'll tell you why, just to get you a little one, because I know you're Italian. And I'm, <laughs> I'm having a conversation with him, the doctor, and he says, you have to go to a new, my new place called Euro Shop. I said, where's Euro Shop? He goes, and he gets out of the car when he's leaving, and he points to the next place next door to us. He said, that's where you have to buy all your Polish and Lithuanian delicacies. So I'll be giving you some pierogies when I come back next week. Okay. Uh, but in, in, in fun, we have an understanding with people. Number one, debt was never – we never saw this debt as it is today. And the people that want these unbelievable lifestyles, John, they don't have the money for it. So what do they do? They get in debt. Think about it. Yeah. You want to have that fancy car or that fancy house? Let me get you more in debt. The banks are sucking you in, and my job is to get you out as fast as possible. And you do. And I do, and it's really amazing because when you see the their faces and when you speak with them about this, it's, it really is. You know, you look in your heart and you go, man, this is pretty cool I'm doing this. And the, forget about all the other things we talk to our clients about and our prospects. But when you have that situation going, right, you have to really understand there is a, a debt problem in our country besides what the government put us in this debt situation. And that's what we'll talk some of this in the rest of the show about that. Well, uh, let's talk about this before we go to break sure. and then we'll pick up the others afterwards. The snowballing effect. What is this? A snowball effect and again, Dave did a couple of things to help me. But what happens is if you line up all your debt, John, 
this is what, what most people have been taught. I asked them, do you pay any extra money against any of your debt? You'll get yes or no. You only get two answers, yes or no. Right. And the individual will say, yeah, I, I pay uh, an extra 300 in my uh, real estate. And I pay another 200 against my student loan. And I pay another, you know, $100 a month against my credit card. Now, stay with me. That's not the right way to do it. Snowballing effect first starts with addressing the lowest amount that you owe. Not the, how much you pay, it's the lowest amount that you owe. So the first thing we do, all that over money that you're, we just talked about, 300 here, 200 here, 100, we put that money into an SDIC account. Now stay with me because I don't know how much time we go to break because this is going to get dicey, Chris. So the first thing we need to understand is we pay the first debt down first. So, the smallest debt, the smallest amount we have okay. on the table, and the, and that's the the smallest amount, not the smallest number, because that's what you pay. You pay the smallest amount you have because of how we're using the overpayment that you're normally not. Nothing would have changed. And we actually asked you a question, John, if there was a way to put another couple hundred dollars against your debt, would you want to accentuate that faster? And you go, yes or no. It doesn't matter what your answer is. What it matters is we can get it off and do it faster. So the first debt we pay off, and let's suppose it's it's a credit card and you're paying uh, 75 bucks on it, right? You have that money in that SDIC account, it grows Whatever it is, let's say it's five, six thousand, it grows to because of what you're doing. You take that amount of money immediately. AI does it for us, contacts the insurance company and contacts me and contacts you and says, listen, we have enough money to pay the first debt off. We pay, we go right against the debt and we pay that off immediately. But the individual does not stop paying $71 into that monthly amount. He keeps paying it. Keeps paying it into the SDIC account. And so he gets the next debt. Correct. Paid off. Oh, the okay. exact same thing, and we pay that off. Now, John, we are able to show, we showed you, what it would take you to pay off your debt traditionally. And it was somewhere about 19 and a half years, give or take. <laughs> yeah. I had you out of debt in probably eight and a half years with a chunk of money half left the, over. Half the time. Half the time. Okay. Half Stop the time. right there. Okay. We'll, we'll pick that up. You got We're it. coming up on a break. I'm ready. It is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey with Joe Yakovich. Joe is JML Financial. His website, jmlfinancialgroup.com. And he's here telling us how to get out of debt, debt-free for life. Fascinating system. And we're going to talk more about that after these words. Vince Palestina, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift are bipartisan legislators working to improve Atlantic County. And they're succeeding. Millions to improve our hospitals and for maternal and infant health care. A tough-on-crime county prosecutor who leads the state in detaining serious criminals. Support for our police to keep us safe. Seven new judges to help enforce law and order in Atlantic County. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift secured hundreds of millions in funding for our boardwalks, roads, bridges, 
changes and traffic improvements, and even restored full service to the Cardiff Motor Vehicle Center office. It doesn't stop there. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift worked across the aisle to secure a national aviation research and technology park right here in Atlanta County. Vince Palestina for Senate, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift for Assembly. Five partisan legislators delivering for Atlantic County. This is Vince Palestina. This ad was paid for by Palestina, Guardian, and Swift, P.O. Box 629, Northfield, New Jersey, 08225. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169, Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Breezy cooler with periods of rain and a thunderstorm this afternoon. There can even be ponding on streets and highways. High 60. Breezy with periods of rain and a thunderstorm tonight. Low dip at a 48. A shower in places tomorrow morning and mostly cloudy breezy. High 63 to wrap the weekend. Come Monday, mostly cloudy. A shower cannot be ruled out. The high 61. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we are back here on Talk With a Purpose. Joe Yakovich, JML Financial, jmlfinancialgroup.com is his website. And if you want to reach him during the week, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771. That's the, the number. And if you call, well, you'll talk to Lynn. I mean, let's face it. You know, we got to be nice to her today. She's not feeling too good under uh, the weather a little. Oh yeah, okay. Well, get well soon, Lynn. I gave her the day off. Get well soon. (laughs) Yeah, knowing you, knowing you, you're going to say, you know, I don't feel like going out. I want to make dinner tonight. Yeah, I'm making dinner today for you. You making dinner? Yes, I'm going to go to the store. Yeah, right. That's you'll get taken. I can invite you to come Uh, over. You don't have to put ogies. I make this is good stuff here. You're not ready for this. Listen, if you give your wife a day off, a real day off, that's going to be the first one. All right? I'm finished. Okay. 609-407-1450. That's the number here in the studio. Uh, We were talking about uh, an SDIC account, and at the end you have money. Again, you were explaining that you put the money in the SDIC account, and as soon as you have enough to pay off the lowest debt, you pay that off. Then you deal with the next one. Correct. So just pick that up. If you think about it, John, it, it's a it's a controlled process that we use. And, and it's really funny because AI, I, like I mentioned, caught up to what we were planning on doing. So it's really 
in depth. I mean, it's a brilliant, brilliant way to do this. What we do is we fill that bucket up, this SDIC uh, contract. And by the way, for those who don't know, it's an insurance contract. It's by a mutual company with all the greatest ratings out there. It's not an UL. It's not a risky situation. And we fill up to the top and we minimize as much as possible the death benefit. We're using it for a cash situation and using it legally for a cash situation that the government allows us to do. The compound money grows tax-free as much as you want. It's a guaranteed interest rate and a dividend. And we deal with, you know, really solid carriers, which includes chronic and terminal illness benefits into the contract. So people don't know this because all they've done, and most people in our business, has talked to them about saving money and just talking about their money. Now, if you if you draw a circle around where we are today, John, and talk to all the majors, the J.P. Morgans, the Merrill Lynch's, and the Fisher Investments, and all these folks... They will only want to talk to you about rates of return and timing, which is a good conversation, mind you. That's a great conversation to have, but it's not to truly to build wealth in the long effect. Now, some of your people said long-term effect. This is not a short situation, wham, bam, thank you, man. It's a long strategy, and it, and it gives you the power to be able to utilize your money differently like a bank. I mean, if we had a perfect profession to be in, man, banks would be the perfect profession, I don't know what they do, but they move money around. And they do financing. But could you think about it, John? Your car, Chris's, mine, uh, student loan, uh, mortgages, credit card, all the money goes back to the what? The bank. Bank. So they're giving you 2% on your money or 3%, like they're giving us a, a gift, but they're making 35 to 50%. So if we use the same methodology and smart, and we have AI, this is how this works. Once you go into our system, now, John, every month, I tap you on the shoulder. And I say, John, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. The next month, John, you're closer to where we must be in terms of paying that debt off. Next month. So we don't lose sight because, let's face it, you said it earlier. We have an attention span of about six seconds. <laughs> yeah, Americans, that's right. I'm afraid that's right. to tell you. I that's mean, right. I'll give you a perfect example. My wife would be the first one to admit. When I watch a football game, the fact that I even played the game, I would watch your Eagles, another team, Kansas City. I would have to get in Johnny Wick. You got to watch Johnny Wick. Chris is one of my favorites. And maybe if Hannity's on that day, I'd watch him. All within that flip zone. So if I do that, I can't imagine I'm the only one in America that does the same thing. So because of our attention span and the information that we receive from whatever sources we receive them from, it's short. It's snippets. They don't read under the water information. They read the, the headline stuff. So we're able to take that to the next level and give them a very open dialogue, an architect that they can customize their own life. Without pe- This is the beauty part of it, John. You'll love this. I'm not going to ask you to take any more money out of pocket unless you want to. I can actually fix your problem with the money you're paying now. But when you get out of debt, John, especially in retirement, it changes the game completely. Okay, so let me, let me see if I, I, I understand this. Go ahead, baby case. Okay. I'm waiting for you. So you <laughs> I've been waiting for three weeks for this. You take, you take the money. 
Okay. And you put it into this special design. Design. Insurance. Insurance. That's right. Contract. Okay. See, he can't remember. Like, I, I just uh, told well, him. Well, like, that's okay. okay. That's right. It happens. It happens. All right. So it goes into this. Yes, sir. All right. And it's tax free. Yes, sir. Okay. Now it grows. Tax free. Tax free. Whatever rates be, be, between four and six percent. Right whatever now. it is. Yeah. Okay. Now on the other side of that. Yes, sir. You have your debt. Yes, sir. And what you do is you pay the smallest debt first. Correct. So as soon as you get to, let's say, $1,000 that you owe a credit card. Right. Pay it off. You pay that off. Correct. As soon as you get to 1000 in this special account, it you pay, that, it pay it off. Correct. So now you got one less debt. Correct. And then you go to the next one. And let's you say pay, you still pay the, 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 the debt off like it's not, it's not there, but you're still paying it like it's there. Yes. Okay. Now you go to the next debt. Correct. And let's say 2000 And as soon as the account gets... I would gets, say like 20000 because it's a student, it's okay. it's a student right. loan. As soon as it gets to that, you pay that off. Correct. And at the end of this thing, the end of this seven or eight, whatever it is, years, you're, you're paid off. That's Correct. As opposed to doing it your way. And you'll be you for another double you're or triple. Be, till, till 2050. Correct. That's exactly it, Johnny. Oh, man. That's, that's a cool that's, thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's Now, the only system. problem is with that, can you get people, and we have all over the country, we give them the first meeting. Like every person on this call should call in my my office, and we'll put them through a, a guarantee, no no pitching, no selling. We just want to make sure we help them of a an example. Matter of fact, we give them our book, the book we just – Dead you know, Free for Life. Right, Dead Free for Life book, which you read. And it makes it simple to understand. I it, read it three times. Correct. Maybe. And you'll read it and you'll see. <laughs> and because what happens is you pick up different things that maybe you didn't understand the prior. And you go, oh, I understand what he's doing. But when you see it and I show you your real numbers, it's like showing you your real MRI or your real X-ray or your real blood count. I'm getting real, as real as I can get to make sure what I share with you is customized. That's never been done before. And what we found by doing it, people are much happier and their stress level decreased. <laughs> let's face it. That's what they do. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk to Kevin in EHT. Kevin, you're on with Joe Yakovich. Hey, Kevin. Welcome to the show. Good, mor- Good morning, John. Good morning, Joe. Joe, just a, uh, you know, we all receive a lot of garbage through the, uh, yeah, through our telephones and stuff. And, um, I got one the other day saying that uh, China and Russia are trying to, like, turn all the other countries in the world away from using the U.S. dollar. Yep, they're doing a bit, but I don't think they do a good enough job. I don't, I don't, I don't think, because I heard the same things that you're hearing. I, I still believe, and you know as well as I do, just living where we live in, in this part of the world, um, we are the, I used to say we're the least corrupt country on the planet. But, but but what I've seen over the last couple of years, we're not anywhere near where other countries are, which you don't go and, and even attempt to go and go there. I mean, you, I mean, think about it. I mean, Kev, I don't know where you're from. Well, you said where you're from, but, you know, EHC. would you feel real comfortable of going to a place in another part of the world like you would just come here in the U.S.? Well, maybe not. No. Ten years ago, you would never say that. You would come here and, oh, I'm, no, I'm going to New York. And, Kev, I used to go to New York almost, or still, let's hope this year I do, every single Christmas, I would see the you know the tree, the, the whole nine yards. I'm a little hesitant the last 
two years to go there. And it's in my own country, which is a 90 miles away. Yeah. So that concerns me, Kevin. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a cruise the whole world. So, but I still believe, Kevin, of all the things you said in terms of the currency, we still have dropped the value, but it's still better than all the other countries that because of their corruption and their uncertainty, and even they're trying to do the same thing. Venezuela is, is printing their own money, but the U.S. dollar still holds up a lot higher than every country on the planet as we speak. Could that change? You know what, Kev? Your guess is as good as mine at this point. Yeah, I, uh, okay, that's good to hear. I, you know, going by what you just said also, I have no desire to go to Philly except the airport. Correct. Me too. I have no desire to go to New York. But listen, Kev, stay, would you stay with me on this one? Stay, stay, you would go there, Kev. You know why you, you would, you know what, why or would you go there? You know what you would be? You'd be, you'd be standing right next to me. (laughs) and we're not carrying a piece we're just going to go there and go together but we have to i mean it's almost sad that i have to say that because if you think about it your head's on a swivel because you can't believe and everybody's a target who i don't know i mean i used to go when i lived in uh you know in cherry hill area i used to go to new york three days a week take the subway downtown i've been going to wall street i don't think i do that now on the no. subway. I mean, it's almost kind of funny how it changed so rapidly. And that's ups- that's upsetting to me as an American. That's, you know, and when I'm seeing all this other stuff, who's to say that it won't happen here? That's the problem. Uh, you know? you're, you're exactly right. I, I just don't, you don't know what to believe, what Correct. to trust. And, uh, you know, we're going to become reclusives because right. no one's, everyone's going to be afraid to travel. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're seeing that right now, Kev. Let's face it. Not only trade to travel, but I believe, Kev, I, I truly believe this. Because of what happened with COVID, we were a little extremist. Nobody knew what was going on. But now we're working from home. Man, that's a twister. That, that, you know, and, and I was going to talk about how commercial real estate is getting hammered, Kev. Hammered in all the major cities, the New Yorks, the Chicago's, the uh, the L.A.'s, the New Yorks, the Philadelphia's, the Boston's. Nobody's moving back into the buildings. So my question hap- becomes, how about those companies that have put real estate, commercial real estate in their portfolio, like in your 401k, that they're not going to be able to rent the to people because they're not going back to the office anymore. All right, Kevin, thanks for the call. Thanks, Kevin. It is, uh, it is our final break of the hour. It's Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Time for maybe one more call to Joe Yakovich, 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey with Joe Yakovich. We will come back with some final thoughts after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on Debt Free for Life, 
or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to Debt Free for Life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. If you want to talk to Joe Yakovich during the week, you want to talk about this Debt Free for Life, and I encourage you to at least make the call because when I went through my debt, boy, did I find out something that I didn't know before. 856-751-1771 is his number. 856-751-1771. And his website, jmlfinancialgroup.com, jmlfinancialgroup.com. And you can pick up a copy. Joe will be happy to send it to you of this book, Debt Free for Life. So you'll know a little more about what the, the, he's talking about. Right. 856-751-1771 is his number. We have a couple of minutes left of the hour with Joe Yakovich, And if you want to call him right now, 609-407-1450. And uh, you want to talk about Jim Harbaugh. I know who he is and football fans know who he is. But uh, who is Jim Harbaugh and why you want to talk about him? And you know, uh, John, this has been, this is public uh, when he signed his first contract with uh, University of um, Michigan, uh, University of Michigan head coach. That's what he, the position he took. And when he when he negotiated his contract, Jim Harbaugh, uh, coming out of the NFL and he went into Michigan, um, he had a contract that was very creative. They called it a um, deferred compensation plan. And a deferred compensation plan, believe it or not, John, is what? A cash value life insurance. So what they would do is, which most people don't understand, and that's why we use it the way Jim Harbaugh used it, um, he was getting paid. Instead of him putting the money in his pocket, he put in his policy and was designed for Harbaugh and millions of dollars to be able to accumulate tax-free during his retirement years. And it's a, a credible, unbelievable and we do it on a much smaller scale. They're exactly the same thing that Harborough received. And people don't fully understand it. Matter of fact, I have the, uh, the articles, John, that can prove that. So when I'm talking to people about this, the benefit is enormous in the overall scheme of retirement planning. And, and when you're talking to a person like me, John, and, and before we end, I want people to really recognize this. You know, we do a number of things besides investment planning and estate planning. And this is part of my team. But the retirement planning part, to be able to withdraw sequels of return correctly, Roth conversions, we review your assets, we look at cash flow and budgeting. And obviously, we bring in the tax planning part. But then I started to realize, John, as I'm doing this down the road for so many years, and I would do it just to, like, casually but then i really started to focus on what do you have in debt some people say i got nothing i said you did a good job but a lot of people believe it or not i go i'm this and i would look at them and i in the beginning i would make a funny faces but now i can't make those funny faces no more because i'm seeing more of those again how much I have 80000 I have 150 I got 300 and I'm still paying, you know, student loan debt. Now I have to pay back after Oc 1. So all these things are compiling. I'm thinking, wow, if I can get them out of debt faster, that allows them to have a better retirement, number one. Or two, if I get them out faster earlier in their career, if they're in their 30s or 35s and 40s, that means they'll be able to afford possibly another home 
or college education. So I, I, I feel like it's a multifaceted type of uh, conversation with people when you're dealing with getting them out of debt. It's a win-win no matter how you look at yeah, it. Yeah, it really is, John. And it really makes you feel good because when you're recognizing you're getting people out of debt. And what, what you said earlier is that effective interest cost. And when you see it at 35 or 40 percent, my, my next question is, are you earning that now? Presently? No way. And they say no Not way. Not even close. So if I can get rid of that and have you start to get rid of it and you now have whatever money's left over to do the things you want to do, that's your choice. That's not my choice. But it allows us to get that person out of debt in half the time. And I would think the earlier you do it, the more you would have to retire. Correct. Because what we do is we run most of these models 10 years so you're all most of the time you're out in ten years. Yeah, uh, and if I can do that and focus on that ten years, now the person says, "Listen, I have whatever age I'm at at that time. I can spend more money, or I can save more money, or I can buy other things." But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, you're out of debt completely, and that is it, when you see the numbers jive and you use the examples. That's where Michael becomes extremely important to us because he now, because of technology background of his, he gets his young friends out of debt and he's 29. He's talking to people at, you know, 35 or so and up to their nose in college debt or real estate debt or, you know, mortgages and what have you. So, And he's getting them out of debt earlier, Much which faster. is the goal. Correct. Of that because you see what's happening, John, because yeah. interest rates are going up on these mortgages. They're over 8%. So people start to, you know, it, it, that's why the real estate market's got a little beaten up here. Well, that's going to put the wraps on another edition of Talk With a Purpose. Joe Yakovich is available during the week. And if you want to talk to him about debt-free for life, feel free. It doesn't cost you anything. 856-751-1771 is his number. 856-751-1771. His website, jmlfinancialgroup.com. jmlfinancialgroup.com is the website. I'm your host, John DeMassey. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Chris Coleman, our program director and producer. And thanks to Joe Yakovich for coming in and talking to us again about uh, money and debt-free and all of that stuff. Have yourself a great week. We will talk to you next Saturday, 9 to noon. Talk with a purpose. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You take care. The preceding program was paid for and presented by John DeMassey.